What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leah, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about ham radio and many other things. So come along with us, won't you? Well, happy Christmas, Leah. Happy Christmas. This or, is dropping Or on Merry Holidays, whatever. Whatever it is that you yes. do with your time off that, that is you're pretty hopefully much enjoying this weekend. how I have to say it now. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you or Happy Holidays, whichever applies to you. I say both of them now. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't say Happy Holidays, that offends some people. You can't say just Merry Christmas, that offends some people. So you just say all the things... Right. Wishing you... Because I don't want to guess. Wishing you all the merriness and happiness. For all the Christmases and holidays. Or things that coincide with this particular week. (laughs) Because, like, uh, what's the... uh, Boy, I'm totally drawn to blank. Hanukkah. Did you see... It was really early this year. Did you see the woman who was going off about how... um, Somebody had wished her a happy Hanukkah, and why does Gen Z just make up holidays? And like this war on Christmas has to end. Literally did not know that Hanukkah existed, despite Jesus being Jewish. Despite Hanukkah predating uh, Christmas? (laughs) Could you... When people do things like that and they're so adamantly upset about something, I just want to be there when they realize how wrong they were. It's the confidence that that really draws me into situations like this. I just... I just want to see their face flush with embarrassment when they like after they have yelled at somebody about something that they are completely wrong about. It's one of the reasons that I always accept that I'm Mm -hmm. wrong about something. Right. Except for Hawkeye. He is the worst of it. It's like, come with me, please. I I need to play you a song. Uh, It's from a great Jew, Adam Sandler. explains Hanukkah. He actually does it twice. Two songs (laughs) to explain Hanukkah. Oh, man. Who would have thought that Adam Sandler would have made it as big as he did? Considering like when I was listening to his comedy tapes when I was like a kid. Yeah. And there is some like wow jokes in there. When you were a kid, you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That should not have been available to me. Your mom was not a helicopter mom. No. (laughs) Josh was also savvy with buying things without people really knowing because Josh would save his money and then buy things. Josh would also take advantage of the avocado tree. I would, I was literally, yeah, I was literally selling our fruit on the corner. Young entrepreneur, Josh. (laughs) That is me. Anyway, thanks everybody for coming out to the Ham Radio Crash Course. We really do appreciate it. This is Ham Radio Adjacent, even though Ham Radio is in the first part of the title of this podcast. Sometimes people think they've tuned into the wrong podcast. But stick with us. We promise we'll get there. We like to kick off the podcast with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And I don't know if I've mentioned it before, but I've fallen, fallen, fallen once again into the world of the 3D printing. You're... Back and forth, in and out, um, all the time with the 3D printing. Because a lot of the time, 3D printing can be like a pain, straight up. Particularly if you want to get good at like ABS plastic, right? You know what? To me, Mm -hmm. if you have a 3D printer, that thing should be churning all day long on something. Because 3D prints take so long to do, depending on their size. Yes. 
And so you should just be, you should have a queue of projects you're doing and you're just like, boom, mm-hmm. every, all the time. That annoying sound should be going on all the time. Yeah, no, I, I get it. The, the trick though is that it's it's not, for many people, 3D printing is not like a mass production thing. Like you don't just click a button and it just like, poof, things come out of it. Like it takes a while to get it like tuned in, right? And it's not a, what I was told or yeah, sold yeah, about 3D no, printing. You were, you were sold it's a, a world magic, of lies. It's a magic box that manufactures anything I want out of plastic. Right, yeah. <laughs> so the, the ABS is one of the kind of more difficult uh, filaments to use, largely because in it requires a heated bed that you print on, and then also generally an enclosure of some kind. So I've been fooling around with my printer with ABS, and I finally got to the point, I'm like, you know what? It's time I'm putting in the glass bed. Right now I'm using the stock bed that came with my printer and I've decided I'm, I'm moving to glass. Wow. So I'm making the switch to glass. But what does this have to do with ham radio? Well, if you go to thingiverse.com and you just search ham radio or amateur radio or your favorite radio, like a KX2 or an ICOM 705, there are models available for you to download and print. So you've got cases for the 705. You've got cases for the KX1. In fact, I printed my case for the KX1 off of Thingiverse, and it they work great. So there's a lot of options out there. If you are an amateur, there's antenna parts, there's a loading uh, antenna coil that you can print that will allow you to do Wolf River coil type things on the cheap. And you just use a telescopic fishing rod or something along those lines to be able to make some really, really cool stuff. If you can make it out of ABS, that's great, but a lot of the other filaments will work just fine. So yeah, keep in mind, 3D printing. And tis the season, because I bet there's going to be a ton of people getting 3D printers this uh, this weekend. Um, three, 3D printers, you're saying it's it's ham adjacent. That's oh, <laughs> well, it's, yeah. The, a lot of the things that, it, it fits in with ham radio because, you know, with ham radio, we like to find a way to solve problems. Well, I mean, that's what 3D printing is. Exactly. If you find a problem, you just make your own model. And that's a bit of a higher, the higher tier of 3D printing. But once you make your own model... You build it, print it, and, and you're good to go. So they, they're they're like they're like holding hands. They're not. I wouldn't say adjacent. They're like they're really close friends. 3D printing and ham radio is what I would say. They're besties. They're besties. Okay. <laughs> I'll bring the beer today. We're moving on to our drink segment to kick this off. I uh, went to Total Wine and More, which is a fantastic establishment if you like craft beers because they get a lot of different options. And there was a beer I forgot about this year. It's called Bourbon County. It's from Goose Island. It only comes out once a year. And there are usually, it's it's a stout variant with different types of stout. So okay. there is a imperial stout. There is a coffee stout. There is just regular Bourbon County recipe. It comes out every year and it has this fun little neck label with the date on it and a little flag off the side that says the originators of bourbon barrel aging which could be true i don't know that about goose island goose island is kind of turned into a macro right it got bought out it got bought out but bourbon county is still pretty solid and it's kind of fun because it usually comes out around um thanksgiving or so leia today's bourbon county that i have is brand classic cola stout okay it is a stout aged in bourbon barrels with brown sugar, citrus, coriander, spices, and natural vanilla flavor. It does taste a bit like a bourbon and Coke. Yeah. How do you, so you like it? 
Yeah, I uh, there's there's the thing about bourbon aged stouts where the feeling lingers in the back of your throat. It's very syrupy. Yeah, bourbon aged beers, bourbon barrel aged beers. It it as Leah mentioned, it gets a syrupy taste to it, and it kind of becomes something I call oh, it's it's very barrelly. Because every, yes. everybody knows what you're talking about at that point if they've had a few of them. Mm-hmm. Some people either like it or they don't like it. And yeah. I can appreciate that this is something that not all people will like. So, yeah. Do you like it? Uh, it is. It's it's good. I mean, in terms of uh, bur- bourbon barrel age stouts, it's good. I guess I should say. <laughs> Okay. This is not my favorite genre of beer anymore. I really do like the ambers and brown ales. And I, I do like stouts. You like a porter. I do like porter. Because it's on the lighter yeah. side a little bit. Yeah. Lighter side of a mm-hmm. a dark brown ale is always kind of funny to say. But I feel like my beer preferences are constantly changing. Though. Yeah, I think I they used are to be you. I used to be fine with IPAs. Now I just... Not even. No. Not even so, a sip. Yeah, exactly. Well, Okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> Join the conversation <laughs> by leaving a review on iTunes for the Ham Radio Crash Course podcast and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to podcasts will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. I do have one review that was sent in from Tom Starfleet Toilet Engineer. Fantastic. And he Tom, says, we've been waiting to hear from you. That's right. Podcast to support a great community is the title. A wibbly wobbly timey wimey ham radio minute cat cups helicopter houses endless movie references and RFI troubleshooting. Although focused on amateur radio topics, uh, although focused on amateur radio topics, podcast has many many adjacent topics that are interesting. Focus a, is a very kind characterization. It is. It is. <laughs> a flavoring of adjacent pop culture topics like Star Trek and not really adjacent MCU. As an avid podcast listener, I found Leia and her engineer have a great format. Fun to listen to. Definitely in my top 10 every week. Well, thank you. And even, even though a vegetarian for years, podcast makes me crave chili every once in a while. Ooh, you know what? I make a really good vegetarian chili. So yeah, good. Yeah, you know. I, I I like vegetarian. You chili. know what the secret to a good vegetarian chili is? A lot of spices. No, shout out to my uh, UK and uh, Australian and New Zealand listeners. Was it Marmite? It's either Vegemite or Marmite. That's how you get your umami. Really? Mm-hmm. Is that what you do? Mm-hmm. That's pretty smart. I like it. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. All right, Leah, well, hold on to your butts. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into you the ready? unknown I will go, go. for I shall ready? fear no Let's man of peace. One go. foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. Welcome that to the pod. <laughs> So I really listened to the sound this time, like really mm-hmm. let myself get into it. And that guy really sounds panicked. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a deep panic. It's a deep panic. It's all those bees. Yeah. Then he realizes <laughs> I'm not allergic to bees. Exactly. Everything's fine. Exactly. Well, welcome to the preparedness corner. Leah, what, what is the topic for this week? This week, 
you know, I, I consider talking about tornado safety. We've talked about it before. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I'm going to do that. But I do want everybody to remember what a terrible disaster has happened in our nation mm-hmm. because of tornadoes. I don't know that we see tornadoes that do that amount of damage every year. I don't think we do. That I mean, I I literally, I, I feel so bad because us being in California, the idea that weather can actually completely take out a building with people in it. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's... And then I was reading in the podcast Discord Mm -hmm. that a lot of tornado warnings can be inaccurate. So you get these these warnings, you get all of these things, tornadoes coming, tornadoes coming, Mm -hmm. but a very small fraction of them turn out the way that this did. Right. So the idea that people would have been evacuated every time there's a tornado warning. They happen like often. It's, yeah, it's right. unrealistic, right? What's what's the term? There's a tornado watch and then there's tornado warning or vice versa. One is that it is likely there will be tornadoes and the other is that there have been tornadoes seen. Right. And because... And you don't know where the tornadoes are going correct, to touch down right. anyway. Right. So. Or if they're by people where they right. touch down. So a lot of folks will kind of like not react so strongly until it's more definitive that there is a clear and present danger. Yeah. And then they'll start to, you know, do what they need to do. That can be scary because you're almost like in a heightened sense of heightened sense of of warning all the time. We talked about it last week Mm -hmm. and from a perspective of people who know nothing about living in a tornado area. Correct. right? Right. And so I really appreciate everybody who does live in tornado areas coming in and kind of explaining the reality of the situation. Like if the tornado's too close, the companies aren't even allowed to let people leave. Because oh, regarding Amazon. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Uh, so that's tough. That was I actually mean, Jeff Bezos. That was an alias of Jeff Bezos. That was right. I'm pretty sure that came from one of the HRCC admins. But hey, if Bezos has the time... <laughs> To help admin and HR and really pull up this long con of friendship. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, he did look up how long I've been an Amazon Prime subscriber. Oh. And he's like, wow. <laughs> you. Wow. Yeah. Wow, just wow. All those Balfangs. <laughs> All those Balfangs. This man. He's like, I really got to look look into this ham radio thing. I hear astronauts have their licenses too. <laughs> And I go to space. Yeah, exactly. I'm a spaceman. <laughs> no, he, that's right. He can't be. He can't qualify himself as an astronaut or something. Because, right, because he's not. Because he hasn't uh, done a uh, orbit around the Earth. Right. Interesting. Isn't that funny? It's like moving the goalposts. Yeah, take that. You got a bunch of like super rich like businessmen that are going into space, and they were like, hey, "I'm an I'm an astronaut," and then NASA's like, "Not so fast." <laughs> The international community comes out like, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of crazy because people really do like to hate on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And when you employ as many people as Amazon does, that the massive company that it is now, mm-hmm. like, of course, there are going to be issues. There is literally no company this large that doesn't have issues. I think I was particularly 
gutted by what happened last week. Right, right, right. Right? Right. Not really understanding all of the facts. So now that I have a little bit more complete picture, I mean, I I still can't. I'm fully aware. I don't live in that area, so I don't know what reality looks like there, right? I I don't know. I'm still going to go with if someone says they're going to leave, then you need to let them leave. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And that was the big point for me. Yeah. That they were saying no one can leave. They need to keep warehousing while there's a potential tornado threat. That understood there's probably a lot of those at this time of year with that area. But still. Yeah. Still. Okay. So I'm what's... always sad by lo- loss of life. And, oh, and, of course. And tremendous of course. Damage, so. But we're going to move on to something a little bit lighter since uh, I don't want us to speak out of turn again. Okay. (laughs) And so we're going to talk about an article in this old house about the craziest homeowner holiday disasters and hope that it makes you think about how you prevent these disasters from happening in your house. Okay. 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 These are cautionary Christmas tales. Okay. And uh, as always... I will drop the link in the show notes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, This first uh, story is about a fireplace fiasco. The the homeowner, the first time they used their fireplace, uh, the first time they used it last year, they forgot to open the flue. Mm -hmm. And he, he realized this while the fire was already like established, roaring, full blaze. Mm -hmm. So he opened the flue. Okay. Okay. But then he decided to get rid of the smoke that had already started building up in the house. Mm -hmm. He would turn on the attic fan. Okay. That was the wrong thing to do. Okay. (laughs) Because the fan pulled all the smoke right out of the chimney. That's what he says. He has 20 foot high or so ceilings and an open balcony. Okay. And uh, so they just kind of aired out the house. But when he turned on that attic fan, because, you know, the attic fan pulls all the hot air up out of the house. Mm -hmm. So when he had turned it on, Mm -hmm. instead of the smoke being sucked through the flue, it got sucked into the house. That must be one powerful fan. Yes. That's a strong fan. Okay. So the next story reads, one year we were, and this is titled, Dinner and a Tile Job, which (laughs) I don't think you should be trying to do tile work during Christmas dinner, but okay. (laughs) Okay. One year we were invited to a holiday dinner only to show up and find the host kitchen completely torn apart and a box of tiles on the floor waiting to be installed. The oven and the fridge were unplugged and waiting. My husband helped lay tile just so we would have somewhere to prep, serve, and eat the meal we were supposed to be having that night. That's, I mean, that's, that's totally diabolical. rude, but that's not a danger to your home. <laughs> it's kind of weird, though, because once you lay the tile, you don't want a bunch of people tramping around on it. Exactly, because doesn't the You have the to lay the tile, and, and then you let yeah. the thin set dry, yeah. and it's troweled with the appropriate... Right, and if you step on it, then the thin set just... Well, okay, sure, yeah. yeah. Um, But it's not grouted either. You have to wait for it to dry before you come back and hit it with the grout. Right. That's a weird one. Well, the next story is about an oven. Okay. 
Okay. So everybody was coming over to this house for dinner. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were cooking and they were planning on roasting a turkey. Okay. Well, hours into the toast, uh, turkey roasting situation, the oven was cold. So basically the stove died mm-hmm. in the middle of everything. <laughs> it sounds like it probably didn't even turn on because the turkey was completely cold. So before you have everybody come over this holiday season, check to make sure your oven works and all of your other accoutrements and maybe have a backup plan. If you are planning on roasting your turkey mm-hmm. and for some reason your oven dies, be prepared and use your grill. Make sure you have coals for your grill. And then if the oven doesn't work, then you pop it over onto your barbecue grill. That's going to be barbecue a weird cooked bird, depending on how big your grill is. All right. Might not be big enough to offset the heat. That's a weird one. I don't know about that one. A lot, of these seem, a lot of these All seem right. like they're fake. These are just disasters. Okay. This is like some this old house fanfic that you're reading. It's directly from this old house. This is Bob Vila just coming up with <laughs> fictional ideas that he, he wanted to turn into some kind of TV show. So this next one is about a tree toss. We were hosting our first Christmas party in our new-to-us 1930s house. On the day of the party, we went to water our Christmas tree and noticed that the tree skirt and towel I had placed underneath the tree were both sopping wet. Soon we discovered that our tree stand had likely been leaking for days, if not weeks, and allowing water to slowly seep into the beautiful oak floors beneath. Ruined floors from watering your tree. Yikes. That's not good. So they clean the mess away. Floors are ruined. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, they took the tree, I guess, out of anger Mm -hmm. and tossed it out. (laughs) As vengeance on the tree. (laughs) This is the tree's fault that no one checked (laughs) the water vessel for the tree? So then they had to get a new tree and they went artificial this time. Now, this is a big debate every year. People talk about team real tree or team fake tree. I am 100% team fake tree Mm -hmm. because we don't have this tradition of we're going to go to the Christmas tree farm and have a merry time picking out the perfect tree for our house, right? This is not if I think if we lived in an area where we would be cutting down our own tree or we lived adjacent to a magical train that would take us to a place where we could cut down our own train. There is a train that you can go to that will take you out to where you can cut down your own tree and then they'll load it onto the train for you Uh so that you can take it home. And the train goes through like snowy areas or something like that. I've been told about it, but I just can't dedicate that amount of time to getting a tree when I can just pull down a box from and have you pull down a box from the rafters. And this place is called the 1930s. (laughs) I I, I am, I I could go either way. By either way, you mean instead of pulling the tree down from the rafters, you would go and pick up the tree? Yeah, either way. Okay, well, next year you go pick up a tree and then we can ruin our hardwood floors. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, you still got to do the whole watering thing and all that. It's, it is kind of inconvenient. 
Well, plus the needles keep dropping, right? The needles drop off the fake one, too. Sure. Okay. <laughs> We're not getting away from that. So Our artificial tree is ten year, over 10 years old. So what now. would you do to prevent your Christmas tree from ruining your floors? Check the water vessel thing. Right. Or do what my family did and just hardly ever filled it. Right. Just uh, get it like not so much early enough for it to die if you don't water it. <laughs> Yeah, there's actually um, the water frogs. I guess they're not leak all frogs. frogs. Yeah, the leak leak that detectors. you could you just throw one down next to your tree. Of course, think, yeah, of and course. then just have that handle your worries. You know, um, amazing with the technology we <laughs> yes. can do today. We can identify a leak. All right, the next one is frying fire. I stupidly left some oil to heat on the stove when the doorbell rang. In my defense, I was expecting relatives from abroad that I hadn't seen forever. Either way, after greetings, helping them to their rooms with their bags, I'd completely forgotten about the oil and returned to a fierce flame. I tried to take the fire out myself, but ended up calling it in. My family was terrified and my daughter was hiding under the table. That. So the solution to that is having a fire extinguisher in your kitchen. Yes. This is a big cooking season. Mm -hmm. Just have that fire extinguisher. And mm -hmm. like when you, if you have to go open the door or something, your door is not visible from your kitchen mm -hmm. because your house is so big or built in a way your that that's not possible. Estate. <laughs> Just turn off, turn off the stove when you walk away from it. Like if you're doing something with oil, right? Mm -hmm. So. I, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of putting fire extinguishers in like Everywhere. most rooms yeah. where you're going to spend time. Right. I mean, you've got like three in the bathroom. It's real weird. <laughs> Spicy poops. No, it's not that. Uh, the bedroom where you sleep, the office where you work most of the time, always one in the kitchen and I have one in the ham shack. And the garage. Yeah, and the garage. Yeah. And cars. Right. I keep fire extinguishers in our cars. The next one is titled Toppling Trees. Mm -hmm. We like to have dog and kid friendly holiday parties at our house. Well, we did anyway. One year we ended up with six rowdy kids and a pup all mesmerized by the Christmas tree. While the adults were doing our thing, they were playing and everything was great until we heard a crash and turned to see my beautiful tree laying on its side in the living room. My holiday party quickly became cleanup time, and yeah, it was a total drag. I don't know what to tell you about <laughs> about that. I have heard that before you like put up your Christmas tree, if you traumatize your pets with the tree by chasing it around <laughs> with the tree <laughs> or tree branches, if you will, that they will be so turned off by <laughs> the sight of the tree, they uh -huh. won't get near it. Right. <laughs> That's funny. It's like, that will attack me. <laughs> it's just like the husband and wife or, you know, the couple <laughs> holding the tree ominously yes. and charging the animals yes. with it. Or they, they sell now um, tree costumes you can dress up in. And then you just <laughs> chase the animals around in a tree costume. Yeah. <laughs> One year I did dress up as a happy tree from... Um, you dressed up as a happy tree and I dressed up as Bob Ross. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I dressed up like a happy Christmas tree, really. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? It was very, it was well thought out. Uh, so, yeah, I guess traumatized the pets mm -hmm. with 
with the Christmas tree. And I don't want to tell you about kids. Uh, the solution that every mom has always given to prevent kids from messing with your Christmas tree mm-hmm. is giving them their own Christmas tree. Interesting. So like you can do like a felt wall tree. Mm-hmm. You can do um, like a mini tree that they can decorate. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't touch your tree because they're so proud of theirs. Cats are kind of tough too with trees because they'll like to... Cats especially are the ones that are supposed to be traumatized. <laughs> You're supposed to come Yeah, because they, they'll climb into the tree. Right. Like they'll get into it. Right. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, well, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had cats... Growing up, we had our cats that would get into the tree. Like they would get into it, and we would hear the, we'd see the tree shaking back and forth. Never knocked it over, though. Our cats used to get into the tree. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. George was all up in that thing. Yeah. All right. The next one is festive fall. Thankfully, I can post this in good health now. But I'm one of those idiots that ends up in the emergency room after falling off a ladder with Christmas lights in hand. Thanks to the shrubs that broke my fall, I was able to spend my Christmas at home with my four kids and wife instead of the hospital. What's good uh, ladder tips for hanging lights so that you don't get re-hurt real bad? Don't hang them drunk. Oh, don't hit the nog. Yeah, don't. (laughs) Don't get on a ladder under the influence. Yeah, don't do that. That's the first thing you do. Right. And and then if you're getting sober. I mean, how do I how do I tell someone to use a ladder right? Like (laughs) use the ladder right. I mean, literally have somebody spot you, actually. So they can see you fall, hopefully get the video. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Really get that that TikTok. I mean, a ladder, you know, a ladder will do fine on its own is so long as it's got the right angle from whatever you're leaning it up against. Uh, So your tip is to not be stupid with the ladder. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to assume that they don't know how to set up a ladder, but I mean... It feels like some of these people, and and also I, I'm not, consi- you know, I'm I have, we've got a one story home. Oh, that's true. Some of these people might be like really tall roofs with right. weird rakes, uh, weird weird angles on the roof that they're trying mm-hmm. to put lights on. So that could be really difficult. So I, I can yeah. appreciate that. But I bet hams are actually really good at putting up Christmas lights because they're always messing around with putting antennas on their roofs or like trying to. They're always screwing around up there, <laughs> trying to like line up there. <laughs> their coax around the building that's right you know so i mean if if hams ever wanted to moonlight as christmas light installers i think they'd probably be pretty good at it they do not (laughs) the next one is sick dog my wife invited her mother to dinner if that's not disaster enough we picked up loads of sweets and chocolates for the kids which was left sitting in a shopping bag near the garage entry and forgotten mm-hmm. what do you think happens next what do you think the dog ate it exactly and we had this thing happen to us too i had a bag of stocking stuffers mm-hmm. they had things like slim jim summer sausage jerky mm-hmm. uh different candies no chocolate though i don't i tend not to put too much candy in the stockings right and i had them in a bag and they were tied mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure the kids opened the bag to figure out what was in them right and then i would put them on something and the bags would end up on the floor Right. I would put them on something. They'd end up on the floor again. Mm-hmm. Just this revolving, why is this bag on the floor? So you <laughs> didn't you change shouldn't. anything in the equation. Like, move I did. the bag, hide the bag. 
no, I've got to put it all my Christmas stuff together or I'm going to forget the bag of stocking stuffers. Okay. And then not stuff the stockings yes. with them. Yes. <laughs> I have a really bad habit right now because I bought all of these Christmas presents back when we thought when there we was going to be supply out. chain issues. Well, there were. There is. And then... Mm-hmm. When I went to go shopping, I bought all of these other things. That are the same as the things you bought. <laughs> or I bought things for people I had already purchased for. Right, right, right. Right? And it was so, an expensive Christmas year. <laughs> so I was like, no, I'm not putting this stuff somewhere that I could possibly forget that I got them all. I right. better not have four Slim Jims at the end yeah. of this holiday season. <laughs> Anyway, Charlotte, I'm already upset about two. <laughs> Charlotte apparently got a hold of one of the Slim Jim things, but I had. And we're talking seen, like pepperoni stick, right? Like yes. Okay, for anybody that doesn't know, the Slim big Jim. long ones, the giant right. Slim Jims in a two pack. Oh jeez, okay. Okay, and so I'd seen a couple of pieces, like plastic of the wrapper. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, who, who let the dog get this? Right. Right. And then you called me today while I was working and you were home with the kids and you were like, Charlotte threw up an entire plastic wrapper. <laughs> the whole thing. And I was like, what, what happened? Cause Ben started screaming. He was like yelling. He's like, Charlotte, no, no, Charlotte, no. Cause it was like in the bed, in the playroom with the carpet. And I'm like, what is, what could Charlotte possibly be doing to elicit a response like this? The sweetest dog. And I'm like, Ben, what? She's like, she's vomiting. <laughs> And I'm like, are, is she okay? He's like, I don't know. And you just see him running out of there, holding, running with an iPad, like out of there because <laughs> he can't, he can't see her vomit. And so I, I go in there, and yeah, it was like a, just a completely mangled, like Slim Jim wrapper. And I'm like, dude, she could have been really sick. I didn't realize she ate the wrapper. I know. And so she's okay, but that's not good. So I mean, let that be a lesson to us all. <laughs> Dogs can really get in to things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the next one reads, I'm going to skip over some. Okay. But uh, the salt box or ice box. The first Christmas that my husband and I were married was a bitter nine degrees. Uncommonly frosty for our part of the South, even in December. Mm-hmm. We knew that our 1930s. See, this is the second time somebody has mentioned a 1930s home. <laughs> it's really getting. It's making me worried mm-hmm. okay <laughs> was poorly insulated we had purchased insulation in the previous week to eventually install but hadn't anticipated the cold snap upon rising on christmas morning we found that despite th- the fact that our furnace was constantly running it was nearly as bitterly cold inside our house as it was outside our feet burned when we walked barefoot on the floors As if it wasn't bad enough, we quickly discovered that our pipes had frozen and burst, and we had five-foot-long icicles hanging. Yikes. That's not good. Yeah, so um, insulate and do whatever it takes to prevent frozen pipes. This I don't want to talk Let out of turn about this. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in Texas right now is, God, they're like, man, I hope this doesn't happen again this year. Right. <laughs> Oh, man. Winterize your pipes, I guess. That is a... Well, just let them drip. So... so Leave a faucet on to drip. If you live in an area where it gets cold enough to freeze the pipes, you just have to listen to dripping water all night? Well, don't sleep next to the the thing. (laughs) No one said you had to watch it. (laughs) 
<laughs> but, you know, it's one of those things where at night, if you hear dripping water, mm-hmm. you want to get up and figure out where it's coming from. You know that I'm like, there's a reason why sometimes I'll turn a fan on to yes. just have white noise. Yes. Because like this, these ambient, ridiculous noises in our home will sometimes drive me nuts. I have literally fixed like plumbing in hotel rooms. To make it stop. To dripping. make the dripping stop. Yeah. yeah. I've taken apart like faucets to make that stop. That's part of the reason why I bring like some tool, like a multi-tool, multi, mm-hmm. like a pair of pliers and stuff that, that don't have knife blades in them or whatever. Yeah. So I can get them through TSA just because like I've had to do that like two or three times when I was like in a long. So if it's like one or two nights and I'm just flying home after a weekend, but if I'm there for like two weeks on a business trip. And that dripping is going on, I will lose my mind. And it's like always, you know, whatever, super late at night. And they're like, oh, yeah, the guy's not going to be in until tomorrow. Or it's over the weekend. They're like, oh, he won't be here till Monday for service calls. Oh, my gosh. I'll just end up like doing work or I'll end up shutting off the faucets in like, you know, underneath the sink just so I can sleep and I'll turn it back on. See? So that would not work for you. No, I would, I would, I'd have to sleep next to the faucet. <laughs> case it froze over <laughs> all right well there's a there's a few more stories in there uh you can check out the link if you want to take a look at that but i thought all some. of these were just going to be so i was frying a turkey in my living room <laughs> dear bob vila <laughs> so right. there i was trying to watch the big game and fry a turkey at the same time that's what outdoor uh, that's what outdoor kitchens are for. Whenever I see <laughs> I don't even know need to know the title of a YouTube video, I'll see someone setting up to do like a, a turkey fry. And inevitably it's in like a covered patio. And I'm like, "Well, I know that where this is going." <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye patio cover. <laughs> like, how much was that vinyl patio cover that you have that you're about to hit with? So much fire. All right. Well, uh, that's it for the preparedness corner. Okay. Well, that means we're moving into voicemails. Yes. You have that? I do have one. Oh, man. Are we ready? I'm ready. Oh. Oh. You're not ready. We always have that problem with this thing. I don't know what... It's your iPad or something. Hey, Leah and Josh, this is Ham Solo, and I'm calling from Park... Kilo 0227, the Two Ponds National Wildlife Refuge in Denver, Colorado. Just did a parse on the air activation with my new FT-857D, got 50 contacts, and uh, just wanted to call and say, hey, and uh, I'm going to send a follow-up email, which is going to have a little information that Leo was asking about fire department. I am a retired firefighter from San Antonio, Texas, and that's why my call sign is Kilo 0, Foxtrot, Yankee, Romeo, K zero fire, and so ah. stay tuned. And I'll see if I can post that in an email. Thanks, seventy three. Excellent, Ham Solo. Well, thanks Thank so you. much, Ham Solo. Can't wait to hear about your Poda adventure. Well, then it is officially time then. What's happening? The staircase has changed. Remember. Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. For the Ham Radio Crash Course email correspondence tower. Leia? I'll take it away. 
let them know where they go to email you. Oh, <laughs> you can email us at Leah at hamtactical.com. That's L-E-A-H at hamtactical.com. I hope nobody's been sending it to the wrong spelling. Oh, hey, Leah. <laughs> well, they could be trying to send it to L-E-I-A at hamtactical.com. Mm-hmm. Right. So, hey, if you sent in an email and didn't make it to me. <laughs> Maybe it's the wrong. I'm, I'm would imagine the server would bounce it and be like, "Hey, we don't know anybody." With sure. That email sure. address. They'd be like, "What? That's the only email." They get like a receipt. They're like, "We're forwarding it right off." <laughs> if she doesn't reply. It's because she doesn't like you. <laughs> That's what you should do. You should make a bunch of fake email addresses that like bounce back replies. <laughs> You've reached the wrong Leia. <laughs> Try this Leia. Reminder too. Let's uh, let's keep the topics ham radio focused, but as always, you know, throw in a little ham radio, and then you can talk about the MCU or the uh, <laughs> or the Star Trek bathrooms or your York peppermint patties. Prepper topics are fine, and then of course, if you send us a merch idea, uh, and we end up using your merch idea at our store hamtactical.com, you will get one for free. You didn't mention it. What was the voicemail number? Oh, the voicemail number. Hang on one second it is five six two three three four two three eight nine okay and speaking of uh, york peppermint patties i bought all of the things to make cream cheese mints okay which was something that was suggested yes. last year it's been suggested a few times yeah and then i found out that there's a cream cheese shortage I got I got my cream cheese. I probably got more cream cheese than I needed. And oh. I felt bad hearing that there was a cream cheese shortage. And that Philadelphia was actually paying for people's desserts. If you submit like the first 20,000 people mm-hmm. who submit to them receipts that are, I think like you have to register. For the dessert. Yeah, I think you have to register first. But if you su- you're registered, you can submit a receipt mm-hmm. between December 17th and the 25th or something like that mm-hmm. um, that shows proof that you bought a dessert mm-hmm. or makings for a dessert that does not include cream cheese, they will pay you $20. Wow, $20 will, is more than cream cheese. They will basically reimburse you for the... The other ingredients. For the dessert. Okay, so I'm curious, why is there a cream cheese shortage? I, I don't know. I didn't look that far into it. Maybe because everybody's trying to make cream cheese mints. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So the first email is titled, Flower Pot Antenna Pick Included. And this is from Kevin. All right. Josh and Leia, just a clarification on my flower pot antenna. It's actually a center-fed, half-wave, vertical dipole antenna. It can be encased in a PVC conduit as shown in the photo. It's painted black. And of course, that picture will go into the HRCC podcast channel of the Discord. Mm -hmm. The base is a standard connect to a camera tripod. There is a version that can be made that doesn't require a PVC case. I built one for six meters that can either be hung from a tree or hoist using a fiberglass pole. Tune the antenna for the frequency you desire. I will be working on a 2 meter, 70 centimeter version and experimenting with ferrite snap modules instead of using PVC coil. We'll let you know how that works. 73, Kevin, WA4KBM. And I'm going to show Josh the picture right now. Yes, please do. Oh, interesting. That's not too tall. 
for six meters. Okay, cool. I like it. All right. Well, thank you for keeping us updated on your antenna adventures, Kevin. And we'll post those pictures on the Ham Radio Crash Course mm-hmm. Discord HRCC podcast channel. Yes. The next email is titled New Techs, Upgrades, and Antennas. Oh, my. And this is from Howard. Hi, Leia and Josh. Back in October, I emailed you guys asking for Josh's recommendations for budget-friendly mobile radio to let everyone know that I had passed my technician test. Mm -hmm. Since then, my son and I spent every chance we could get, get together studying. Him for his technician license and me for general and possibly amateur extra. A couple of weeks before the test date, my wonderful, beautiful, and cute wife decided to also go for her technician license. Wow. She only had time to study the day before the test and on the way to the testing location. What a champ. I like that. I'm just going to wing it. Today, December 18th, 2021, I am happy to announce that my son, Dominique, and my wife, Virginia, have both passed the test and now have their technician licenses that is as soon as they show up on the FCC database. That's fantastic. Here's two. So, I, I, Howard, you left something very important out about your wife. She's clearly brilliant. She studied the day before and on the way to the test. Yeah. And just, I mean, I understand she's wonderful, beautiful, and cute, but also super intelligent. Yeah. (laughs) So Howard continues, as for myself, Mm -hmm. I passed both the general and amateur extra test and I'm now an amateur extra class operator. Whoa, congrats. I think that's the most we've awarded in a podcast is four. Congratulations. Congratulations, everyone. Nice. Congratulations done. on getting your twofer mm-hmm. and congratulations to your your son and your wife and congratulations f- to you for now having your very own nuclear family. Wow. <laughs> a nuclear family. Very good. As for the awesome. Or, or you could have said radioactive Hamily. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, or, nuclear I'm gonna, fits though because of the whole, yeah. I'm going to regret that for a long time. Yeah. I think. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> sorry about that. Howard continues, as for the awesome radio recommendations, I was debating which one I should get and had settled on the ICOM uh, 2730A, okay. when we decided to hold off just a little longer and get the radio I really wanted in the first place, a Yaesu FTM 400 XDR. Okay. Josh, any antenna recommendations would be welcome. I understand that the antenna is not the place to try and save a buck. It depends on where he's putting it. He didn't say if it's going in a car or if it's uh, going in on his home. If it's a car, Diamond makes great quarter wave and 5 eighths vertical antennas, and I use their mounts as well. I use lip mounts in general. Uh, those are the recommendations I have. If it's a home, there are a number of collinear and ground plane antennas that are available from, again, Diamond, uh, MFJ makes a couple of them. They all function really well, and they mount to the eaves of your home generally is what I've seen and how I use them, and they work great. So those are just some options, but it really depends. There's, I, I've made videos on a lot of this stuff too, so you can go check them out. 
All right. Well, Howard signs off all for now. Wish you both and all the HRCC family an awesome holiday season. Howard KC1 PXQ AE73. Congratulations, Howard and family. All right. And welcome, Dominic and Virginia, to the Hamily. The Hamily. Yes. The next email is titled 11 Meter Correspondent. This is from our Given It the Beans Drew. Uh huh. Hello, Leah and Josh. I hope this email finds you both well and enjoying the lead up to the holidays. I'm finally back home after a long stint on the road. I'll get right into the ham radio content. Okay. A couple of podcasts ago, you mentioned a ham radio magician, someone to do magic tricks with ham radio. Well, I would submit for your consideration the idea that all ham radio operators are magicians because radio is magic. Yeah, yeah, I get it. We understand the science behind it. But seriously, we can talk to people all over the world on a little box connected to nothing. Just because the other person has a similar little box connected to nothing? Magic. I think if a lot of operators are honest, they will tell you this part, this is part of the reason they became interested in ham radio to start with. Now, something semi-hammy. Okay. But I do want to say that is actually something very magical about radio. I totally agree, Drew. I mean, it's 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 worthy of res- awe, if you will. Like I am always amazed by some of the things that we're that we're capable of. Wasn't there some famous magician duo that actually used um, some kind of radio because the technology back then was really only radio? but they were like more covert radios to try to do the magic tricks. Like they were not, not normal effects, but mm-hmm. it was like figuring out who in the audience they could then tell things about like, like they were telepathic. Oh, you're not talking about magicians. Oh, what am I talking about? You're talking about televangelists. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So there was a couple of televangelists. That, that is still a trick. That had <laughs> people in the audience as people were coming in that would have questionnaires. Right. For audience members. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the questionnaires would go to the wife of the mm-hmm. televangelist. And then the televangelist would be in on stage with an earpiece. Mm-hmm. And then she'd be feeding them information and where the person in the audience was and what ailments they had that they were hoping to get like spirit healed. So there's this guy, he's now passed away, who is a magician or was a magician. His name is James Randi. Okay. Very interesting person. Uh, Penn and Teller, Penn and Teller view him as one of their, like, inspirations for a lot of things. So James Randi got heavily involved in debunking mysticism. Okay. uh, Supernatural claims. Okay. And they ended up getting pulled in. And they used scanners to figure out what frequencies the wife was transmitting on, oh. and recorded the uh, all the the all the information that was being said, and then used that to basically, def- you know, bring the person out. Um, yeah, very very interesting, very interesting story. If you if James Randi has a series of videos on YouTube, that is uh, super cool. I'm trying to find out which one it was that they uh, they outed. But it was very interesting. Oh, well, I will continue. And if you figure out who it oh, is. Oh, Peter Popoff. Peter Popoff was the A televan- Popoff vodka? 
Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's probably what he turned to. <laughs> he just drank so much of the vodka they named it after him. Mm-hmm. Or are you saying he distilled the vodka? I think he just drank so much that they named oh, it after him. Oh, I yeah. see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, going by that logic, it should be like Kim Jong Crown Royale. Right? Oh, so in 1986, <laughs> Randy presented one of Jason's videos, Jason being the person who did um, the work to kind of unmask this person on the tonight show starring johnny carson Mm. so he straight up brought it up on the tonight show and if we remember our magician history johnny carson was a lifetime member of the magic castle yes he was actually responsible for a lot of the things that quote-unquote fell off the back of the truck and ended up at the magic that's exactly the point i was going to make is that a lot of so some of the claims are things like wc fields bar and i believe the pool table I can't wait to take Are the Are there, there because of Johnny Carson, allegedly? <laughs> I'm going to beg any Southern California hams that have access or a membership to the Magic Castle mm-hmm. to please let us buy tickets from you. Because <laughs> you can't just go. You actually need an invitation. And there used to be this game where you could, once you got your first invitation, if you had dinner there and then had paid for your picture to be taken, they would give you tickets again to come back, mm-hmm. right? And they didn't do that the last time that we went. Yes. Because We're not going to be going anytime soon, but we will true. be going back to the Magic Castle. It and is awesome. our favorite oh, what magic are we talking shop? about? I'm sure I know people who have tickets that we can get. <laughs> I know a ton of people who do, and in fact, so the people I didn't know you wanted we, to, you wanted to secure tickets. I'm like, we're not going anywhere. What are you talking about? The per, our, our good friend who secured us our first set of tickets now busks in New Orleans. We've talked about this yes. before, yes. And then uh, his friend, who is local, um, that has a magic shop that is just this crazy. It looks like. It could be a speakeasy, right, to get to. It's like in a bowling alley, but in a back hidden hallway, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? And I don't actually know if he's still in business because of the pandemic closing down the bowling alley. Oh, yeah. So now I'm afraid that we can never go back. Oh, we we can go back. (laughs) All right. Well, Drew continues. Now something semi-hammy. The comment was made that salty hams might be a little salty over the old equipment they used when they got started and think new hams should have to struggle with the same issues. Honestly, it reminds me a little of mountain biking. As an elder statesman of mountain biking, I got my first mountain bike back in the 1986. <laughs> you remember rock shocks, kids? <laughs> Sometimes I feel this way as I'm riding into a more advanced section of a trail and some kid that's been born since I started mountain biking tells me to be careful if I don't have X new technology on my bike, as though my first bike wasn't a 26-inch wheeled bike with no suspension, rim brakes, terrible shifting, less gear range than the average kid's bike these days, and weighed close to 50 pounds. Please, Junior. I could handle myself. Dang. 
Instead of being salty, though, I just drop into the section of the trail they're talking about at a high rate of speed. And once I'm out of sight or figure I'm sufficiently into the difficult zone of trail, I cut loose with a blood curdling cry of distress as I ride on through. (laughs) I need help. (laughs) I figure as many times as I've done it, at least one person has gone looking for me. I know I'm officially a terrible person, but no, it's funny. <laughs> the radio equivalent. It's the Phantom Rider. What's particularly funny about this is Drew builds trails. <laughs> so it's like you are not only talking to somebody who is very skilled mm-hmm. at mountain biking. He is somebody who is skilled at building the trail right, right, in right. which you speak. Right. <laughs> I am not only a mountain bike enthusiast. I built the trail. <laughs> yeah. I am the CEO of the trail. <laughs> the CEO of the trail. That's right. <laughs> Can you just imagine the hubris of, of like somebody who's like maybe a year into their mountain biking career thinking they're just like like hot-ish on the well, trail? I think the thing is like, do they think that none of these trails existed before disc They blazed and... them, Joshua. <laughs> they blazed these trails. Oh, a year ago. <laughs> yes. I mean, I know disc ne- have been around much longer than that, but still. Yeah. Never been done before. <laughs> Never been done before. God. Uh, on, the radio equivalent, Drew continues, on CB, I always poke fun at the guys with big radios and the beam antennas on rotors who always seem to be pointed at the wrong direction. When they start talking to me, I like to come back to them with, hold on, let me turn my <laughs> my ground plane around toward you. <laughs> let me rotate my ground plane. <laughs> All right. Well, Drew says, now I have to go completely off ham. Fear not. This is short. I'll make one more ham related comment before I sign off. You mentioned iPhone COVID notifications. Mm -hmm. We would like to think that people would treat such a thing responsibly. But consider this. Anyone can push the button that they were exposed and instantly notify who knows how many people that they've been exposed. But have they? I just want to remind people to do their own due diligence on these things. Sounds like you and Josh have test kits and take care of business, but some people will lose their minds. And I want them to remember to think and use reason to handle the situation rather than panicking. Hmm. This is a good point. And I mean, there is so many layers to being exposed than actually catching it. Right. And then the vast majority will be mild. Sure. Right. And then if it's not mild, then there's hospitals. Unfortunately, that's not necessarily true everywhere now, but there's also so many, so many treatments now, really, they just approved, I think the Pfizer treatment that, uh, that's supposed to be fine. So, yes. The Pfizer don't... treatment for what? There was you talking about a new mm-hmm. vaccine? It's not a vaccine. It's um, once you already have it. It's like basically, uh, what is that thing that they use for the flu? Where if you take it within like the Tamiflu. First... Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like the COVID equivalent for Tamiflu. So if you take it within five days mm-hmm. of getting sick, it you will have no issue. You will be a okay. Is interesting. So that's really good news. I mean, so I don't think there's a lot 
to panic about. I think um, for us, especially, I know we've talked about it before, but uh, Josh's stepdad is immune compromised. Super immune compromised. So we are extremely careful, Mm -hmm. especially because we want to be able to see him for the holidays. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Particularly as we get closer to events where we're going to be hanging out with him. We, We check and make sure that we're not around other people. Yeah. So, I mean, and if we are to be to be careful because mm-hmm. the worst thing is if we were responsible for exposing him to something when he no, has, no. yeah it, it's worse than that R- remember so his lung brother died yeah. from covid from yeah. covid yeah so just to, just to so everybody understands um my my stepdad had a lung transplant mm-hmm. right he had cystic fibrosis a terminal case of cystic fibrosis and he and another individual that he didn't know before the surgery were, were the recipients of these donors. The two lungs. lobes. Right. Yeah. His lung brother, as they as they refer to themselves, passed away from COVID. Being exposed by his daughter. Being exposed by his daughter. Yeah. I cannot imagine the guilt. The guilt and, and the, the feelings that those that family must be carrying right now. Especially after having gone through the insane challenge of the the, the pulmonary fibrosis. Oh. Like that is you're literally watching someone decline. Oh, I then, said cystic fibrosis. Pulmonary fibrosis, yeah. yeah. And then when they get the transplant, they start on this like renewal of life. Mm-hmm. And then to basically have that snatched oh, away. So, those so those sad. years that they went through a very painful surgery. That takes in a, an immense amount of time oh, to you, go through the process. I know. Do you remember that the thing about transplants is that you've just got to be ready at the drop of a hat right, to right. go. And then you can go and be completely ready and be uh, like on the table like and be sent back yes and that happened yes yeah so for for all those reasons um and like and you know kids under five especially with the new variant that it actually is dangerous for kids more kids are ending up in the hospital Mm -hmm. and we do have friends um and family that have kids under the age of five right it's you know we're we want to be we're careful yeah we want to be able to see people right but yeah don't panic right if you don't have any of these other factors right then continue to be careful to protect everybody but yeah i mean i i I do think it's going to be mild in the vast majority of people who are being careful yes you know of course but that's that's just being pragmatic it's yeah. just being practical about the whole thing. That's yeah. we we know that. That's the information we have. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, finally, a ham radio comment. Drew, Drew says. Okay. I've been trying to get Josh to do a comparison video between the Wolf River Coil and the Buddy Stick Pro. Mm. Well, cancel it, Josh. Nix that right now. Canceled. I've <laughs> I finally decided neither of them is that expensive, and just ordered one of each. Oh, so you're on the Josh plan. That's got see? it. Mm-hmm, see, mm-hmm. I. Uh, yeah, that's. I, I I probably will do something like that in the future. I'm waiting for two particular pieces of hardware that I ordered, and I have to go check DX Engineering to figure out where they're at because I ordered them like feels like two months ago. No, I, I can't believe them. that. I can't believe that about DX Engineering. 
They have been so good about making <laughs> no, sure out of you stock. have got so many packages this holiday season. <laughs> I thought they would never stop coming. <laughs> I uh, Once I have them, I'll be able to do some stuff. But that goes back to the whole uh, Callum, DX Commander, and Sterling thoughts on A-B testing antennas. Sterling is a strong believer in set both antennas up simultaneously and simultaneously test their transmit capability. Mm. DX Commander is the opposite, that no antennas should be in the same space because they will affect each other's uh, propagation. Interesting. The pattern of their so propagation. So who's right? I figured they're both right in different aspects and we, I would try it both ways. Oh, I thought you were going to say, well, Callum's right in the UK and Sterling it, is right in the US. Yeah, right. It, Callum yeah. works in the UK that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. Back to magic a little bit. Yeah. A little magical. <laughs> well, Drew says, I suspect that the WRC will be a little bit narrower to bandwidth, um, higher Q than the BSP, but it has 80 meters. But I'm sure the setup will be different for both of them. Anyway, I'll play with both of them and use it as an excuse to delay buying a base antenna for the house. And I'll do something, possibly even an audio review for you, mm. of my thoughts on both antennas. Drew, I love this idea so much. Now that you said that you would possibly do it, I will take that as a promise. There you go. <laughs> and I will expect that audio review whenever you're ready. <laughs> See, I'll, Leia just turned that against you. You started out <laughs> saying, I really was bugging Josh to make this video. Now she's got you making an audio <laughs> review. Nicely done, Leia. <laughs> I should have you respond to all my messages. <laughs> you know what's interesting is uh, they tell you that when you're, this wasn't a negotiation, but in a negotiation, mm -hmm. when somebody says no to you, for you to be completely silent in return <laughs> so that they have to start explaining. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that too. In fact, that class that I just took like last two weeks ago was like that. Or then like that. or then they start like explaining and then they explain themselves into actually doing it. <laughs> so you start answering my DMs and it's like, hey, Josh, it'd be great if you could make this video. And you're like, no, you know what would be great? If you do it. <laughs> what do you think would be needed to uh, make this review that you're talking about? What elements do you think would be valuable in this uh, review mm -hmm. well this well those are great ideas how would you do that <laughs> well now that we wrote the thing yeah <laughs> why don't you go shoot it it sounds like you could do it <laughs> sounds like you got this <laughs> all right well Drew signs off. As always, Leah, Josh, thank you for all the podcast entertainment and to the HRCC community. Thank you to all of you as well. And Merry Christmas or whichever holiday you prefer. See, everybody does that now. Yeah, that's it. Just because you want to be very respectful of everyone. You care about other people and you just want to be respectful, right? I don't care what holiday you celebrate. Yeah. I I'm just, just happy it's a season of us all being cool with each other. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just have that? <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say just glad we're all being cool <laughs> yeah. with each other you're like merry christmas happy holidays whichever applies to you no hate <laughs> no no it's just I'm, I'm glad that it's the time of the year where we're all cool with each other because <laughs> it's so cold oh my god <laughs> okay and happy new year to all of you 73 duh 
Drew, it literally says D U H question mark. Okay, it doesn't say D. <laughs> now he now everybody's just trolling you. K O four T W Q. Thank you, Drew. P S. Preston, please check your Discord PMs. <laughs> I'm asking you to make a video that Josh won't make. <laughs> uh, thank you, True. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever applies to you as well. <laughs> Look forward to that uh, that audio. I mean, if we you. say it, if we say like, if we start grouping enough holidays in to Christmas time, yes, we might make like a conglomerate holiday. It's called Festivus. We don't have a poll. Yet. That's what's in the center of our artificial tree. <laughs> oh, is that, it's an aluminum top rail from a fence? It's a, it's a pole. <laughs> we'll just start like what incorporating if, all the best of all the holidays until we have con- conglomeramus. What if, what if Festivus was actually, that pole was actually an antenna pole? <gasps> <laughs> oh my God, I'm making this <laughs> All I right. should have made a video, will it antenna the Festimus pole? <laughs> and then it's like, yes, of course it'll antenna. It's a freaking yeah. pole. You look so dumb right now. <laughs> Standing out so much with not a Festimus pole. With not a pole. <laughs> All right. I said I would like really try to prevent some of the singing on this show because it has offended some people. I'm just kidding. I've, really? No. Oh my god! I'm like I'm gonna sing everything from now on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It, it's an inside joke. Hey, Nick. <laughs> the next email is titled "Winter Heat Simplex Event," and this is from Jerry. Hey, Leia. Evan said to message you. <laughs> About giving a shout out for winter fit fe- winter heat twenty twenty two. Oh, I forgot to mention that on Ham Nation. I'm so sorry. What I apologize. That's so sad. How could I'm you sorry. do that to winter heat twenty twenty two? It's in the it's in its third year and gotten pretty big in just its first two years. I, we can do it in two weeks from now. It was local to central in Illinois. Jerry is saying this. I'm not just. <laughs> Oh, you were very active in winter heat 2021. It was local to Southern or Central Illinois in the first All that simplex VHF UHF you were doing in Central (laughs) Illinois back in 2021. And expanded to surrounding states last year. I was newly licensed last year and it gave me the chance to find out who's local. I had a couple of different groups that met at the time to quote unquote run through the frequencies it jump-started many new friendships good oh that sounds like such a great time it. and i love your little write-up there on kind of explaining what it's meant to you yeah uh it's a tech-friendly event using six meter two meter uh 222 440 and 900 megahertz simplex frequencies dmr fusion and d star as well mm. all the info sign up and logging is at hamactive.com. And there's a video made for the event. The link I will drop in the show notes. Oh, wonderful. Thanks. Yeah. And 73, thanks for your time, Jeremiah. Thank you, Jeremiah. And yes, uh, I will go ahead and drop those links in the show notes. And hopefully it's even bigger and better than last year that I did not personally experience. <laughs> Yes. 
<laughs> the next email is titled Christmas Greetings and Ham Radio Spouses. Okay. This is from Ken. Leia and Josh, another week, another fantastic ham radio adjacent podcast. As a matter of fact, last week's HRCC podcast may have been the best yet. Whoa. I laughed, I cried, I learned something new, and then I laughed again. That is, that's literally the goal. I'm not the crying. Yeah, I didn't the know crying's that we, okay. Um, but did, all did those we other have things. Sad part in the podcast? I mean, I guess everything's sometimes a little sad. There wow. Can, there can be no joy without sadness, right? Did you did you know that about um Inside Out? If if you haven't seen the Disney movie Inside Out, that is fantastic. If you have a kid that's like bad at self-regulating their emotions mm-hmm. or identifying their emotions, Inside Out is great. I mean, it sent Edison into a tailspin of despair, but <laughs> <laughs> He cried himself into a fever. It, it created anxiety. <laughs> but the emotions all have different colors, except mm-hmm. for joy. Joy is um, like one color, but also has a bit of blue. But blue is also the color of sadness, right? Mm-hmm. That is a, another character emotion. But the reason that joy has a little bit of blue is because she can't exist without sadness. Interesting, huh? Hot tip for wow. you. Yeah, you're so welcome. That was. I didn't realize that was a a, mm-hmm. a medical show. You know, we were watching yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about you know a, a Pixar representing the psyche in video. It is. Mm. You didn't know that. What you didn't know that? It's like it's like a, uh, a peer reviewed video on just like Winnie the Pooh. What? What also, about also peer reviewed? <laughs> Oh, bother. They are uh, different personality uh, traits that exist in every person. All the characters in Winnie the Pooh. That's the theory. Theory. Yeah. Yes. A peer-reviewed theory. Peer- right. <laughs> peer-reviewed. TikTok peer-reviewed theory. Yes. yes. Peer-reviewed on the internet. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of crying, Ken says, last week I shared some of my personal history with you centering on my adventures through scouting and my journey to ham radio. When I shared with you how important scouting was to me after my father passed away, I didn't intend to make you sad. It's part of my history and a piece of who I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a very sad. Yeah, that was sad. You got me. But I am so happy that scouting was able to provide so much. Oh, yeah. Some structure. Yeah. Needed structure. And and male, you know, father figures. Mm -hmm. And that's... uh, I... I know it's not popular to say this, and this is no slight on single parents everywhere. I think single parents are doing a great job, mm-hmm. but there is so much value in having a two-parent household, right? Like, it's, yes, it's of course, it's being raised by two different people. So, as much as two parents can get along and have the same values, the ability to look to somebody else when you need love, care, or guidance mm-hmm. is um, is having multiple safe spaces, right? Yeah. And I think it's good, uh, particularly about, outs, you know, again, even if it's a uh, two, two parents, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there is an outside person right. that is a good person that, mm-hmm. that cares about the individual, yeah. that and then outside we'll be there. perspective yeah. and is then we'll possibly be there extremely valuable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, so Ken continues, our past shape who we are today. We are the sum of our experiences multiplied by our dreams for our future. That's very poetic. Man. That is to say, we should learn from our past that we should carefully consider all of our collective history as we prepare for the future. But the real potential, our real power, is how we envision the future and how we work together to affect change. How's that for a Christmas message? Man, that's good. That's powerful. I'm glad that this is something that I think everybody is going to be listening to on Christmas Eve. Friday. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Yeah. So that's a fantastic Christmas message. It is. Which rolls back into the let's all get along or not be jerks to each other. Or what did you say about how you feel about the holidays? You know, I'm glad it's the time of year where we're all cool with each other. Yes. (laughs) Just so eloquent, Josh. (laughs) Do you like how I can sum up a message? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very powerful. That's one of my skills. Powerful, yeah. Ken says, I really appreciate how you were always talking about our responsibility to take care of one another, to help our neighbors and strengthen our community. That resonates with me. Thank you. Thank thank you. you. On another note, Leah, you asked last week what you could call your group of wives slash spouses of ham radio operators. To draw on my experience here, one of the Boy Scout councils I worked in had a group of ladies that came together once a year to volunteer at a big Cub Scout event. They got together socially out of scouting other times throughout the year as well. I understand alcohol was involved. (laughs) You betcha. (laughs) This group of ladies were all married to scout masters and other scout leaders who were constantly volunteering for scout activities. This group of women got together to volunteer once a year so they could actually, quote unquote, see their husbands during a weekend. That's funny. This group of ladies had a name that they chose that they thought best described their collective situation. The Scout Widows. (laughs) Dang. I mean, they say ham widows are a thing, right? I mean. Yeah. Yeah, the same way there's like football widows and Mm -hmm. anything in which men disappear all weekend to do sans spouse is a a quote unquote widow crew. Right. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. But, you know, what's really nice in the HRCC community is that there are a lot of spouses that are also ham radio operators. Yes. So it's like a hobby that they have taken on together and then they, you know, plan their vacations based on whether or not they can do their hobby together. And it's rather than something that makes one person feel widowed, it's something that brings them together. And that's very heartwarming. That is, I think, the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. So Ken continues, so is Ham Radio Widows to Macabre? Um, A little. (laughs) Especially the current climate and kind of the advancing ages of some of the Ham Radio population. That might be a little confusing. (laughs) Somebody... Somebody might assume that you're actually married to a much older ham that has actually passed away. Oh, jeez. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whatever you call it, my wife already let me know she's in. You know what? Let's get working on this t-shirt. <laughs> <coughs> Especially if you follow the above trend and incorporate alcohol. Yes. Yes, Ken. Absolutely. What okay. does she like? 
Is it champagne? Because I like that too. <laughs> well, I mean, like, could, could you come up with a name that is also you being involved in radio? Because the widow, the widow thing is implying that you will not have anything to do with it. You're right. Should we call ourselves the QRMs? <laughs> I think it would be the QRNs. Man-made noise. Oh. Like, l- like lids. We're not lids. Ugh, that's terrible. What's the opposite of a lid? I bet you didn't even fill my stocking. I bet there's nothing. I have, to, I'm just kidding. I have. <laughs> you made such a big stink out of it. I bought a bunch of stuff. Did you really? That's why my office has a bunch of boxes in there. Oh, you you bought things in boxes to go in the stocking? No, it, it, they're Amazon boxes. <laughs> How will you fit it in there? <laughs> well, that stocking is going to be a little hogged out after this year. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you took my non-subtle hints. <laughs> yeah, they were, they were pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> Message received. Okay, what is... Uh, I guess we could be the RFIs. <laughs> you could be the QR Nancys. The Q- what is a QR Nancy? QRN. QR Nancys. But we're not lids. No, QRN <laughs> is man-made interference. Like if somebody okay. tunes up on the frequency like on top of you and can't uh-huh. hear you, but you can hear them and they're just constantly talking over you and you don't, so you have to slide over in frequency to continue your contact with the other person. Okay. That's QRN. Okay. It could be intentional or unintentional. Okay. All right. I think that's right. As long as it's man-made versus like QRM, which is like electronics creating RFI. We could just be the touch lamps, I guess. <laughs> the sisterhood of the traveling touch lamp. Oh and then we'll just, whenever somebody has like a weekend where they want their husbands off ham radio, we can ship them the touch lamp. The bringer of light has arrived. <laughs> And then the noise floor will go through the roof and there will be no ham radio that we get. The light bringer. <laughs> Hans will be asking, um, honey, why are you patch- packing a lamp to go to the resort? It helps me sleep. <laughs> yeah, I get those headaches. <laughs> and the light beaming in my eyes while I'm trying to sleep really helps. <laughs> Only this lamp. Only this lamp. It's a special lamp. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll think on this. Maybe there'll be a series of shirts. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, Ken signs off. Merry Christmas from my family to yours. Keep up the amazing work. 73 from Eastern Iowa. And that's Ken. Uh, K1KEB. Thank you, Thank Ken. Thank you so much, Ken. You've, you've given me a lot to think about. There's gonna be, there's gonna be club bylaws. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> Isn't it terrible that the first thing I went to was bylaws? Yes, you're that's having a horrible CCNRs. <laughs> it's gonna be great. I'm gonna stifle any creativity and movement immediately. It's gonna be like a worldwide HOA. I'm just kidding. I would never do that. I hate HOAs so much. <laughs> so much. You've got a pretty big discussion about HOAs going on in uh, in the Facebook. I group. had to make a post about it because we kept getting all these comments from people that had no value added replies. Just be like, don't live in an HOA. 
Like, <laughs> yes. Congratulations to you. So smart. I never thought of that. You are so lucky. Wow. It, like, you know what's, what's interesting just, about that? Uh, if, you, if you ever had a problem understanding privilege, <laughs> when you say, I don't, I don't live in an HOA, that is your HOA-less privilege. Yeah. Okay. That's the, that your, your, yeah. <laughs> your antenna privilege is showing. Yes. <laughs> like, seriously, ser- actually, that's not a, that's not a bad example because it, it shows total lack of empathy. Total lack of empathy. And the dude, like, so there will be multiple comments on, on the Hammer to Crash Course Facebook group that is basically saying, I'm in an HOA. I'd like to put up an antenna. What should I do? I've made multiple videos on this topic. I like this topic. There are many things you can say on this topic and be of some help. Yes. And there'll be like five people that be like, you should never live in an HOA. You should move out of an HOA. It's like, dude, dude has $50 to solve this problem. <laughs> right. He's not, he's not selling the house and moving. He's not trying to turn this into a, a, a six-month process. It but, was, let's be, but let's be I realistic, try, too. Like, <coughs> no, it, I, ham I feel, radio can't be your whole life. You can't. You can't. I mean, you, maybe. But, yeah. <laughs> well, th- again, that's if I just said, make ham radio your first priority. Like that is the equivalent of me saying that. Like if I just took that same, it's ham radio should be your number one priority. Everything else should take a backseat to ham radio. Forget the school district. Forget the community. I don't care where your family lives. (laughs) Move everyone out to the middle of nowhere. Make your wife homeschool the children because ham radio is first. (laughs) Garden West has a fantastic book for homeschooling. (laughs) It's about ham radio. Like that, sometimes, sometimes <laughs> when you're dealing with people that, that do that, that play that card, you actually go harder than them. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, no, you're not doing enough. You can't just <laughs> not live in an HOA. You have to move into an area where there is absolute no noise floor. Everybody loads into Ramona, California. <laughs> no, it, like that's the only thing you could like reverse nose true Scotsman them by saying like, no, you who doesn't live in an HOA, you're also not doing it right. <laughs> Hamrino is not important enough to you, replier on post. You have a noise floor at all? <laughs> <laughs> Trash. I do hate HOAs, though. I mean, no. I, I get it. I hate I hate HOAs, but for some people, you don't have a choice. There, there are some communities in some states, in some counties, there are very few options that aren't HOAs to live in. Yes. Straight up. Yeah. And if that is where your career is and your job is, if you just took this great position and you're like, great, I can finally bring my family up a little bit. And then you go and find out that the only houses that aren't an HOA is like mm-hmm. not somewhere safe to live. Yeah. Then you're probably not going to live there. You're going to live in the HOA. I want everybody to know that no matter where you live, you are ham enough. <laughs> but also at the same time, focus on the question the OP is asking. Yeah. Don't create a whole nother... Uh, extra quest a side quest to go on (laughs) about hoas and how you shouldn't live there because no one cares we all know the first thing you do is that the first you run for congress (laughs) yeah so that you can write a bill to abolish restrictions 
against ham radio antennas. Right, like right. The first thing you do. The okay. first thing you do. Get into the House of Representatives. Yes. <laughs> Create a cabal. Yeah. The proper use of the term cabal to bring down HOAs at the federal level. Yeah. This is the first thing you do. Take that $50. Take that $50 budget you have. And print flyers for your upcoming election. Like, Why? Now, Why are people like this? That's not to say, though, that the ARRL should be kind of getting in on this. I like, don't disagree with that. But the OP is asking about a $50 solution <laughs> to a problem. It's not about the ARRL. It's not about the realities of HOAs. It's not about why OP lives there. Like OP didn't say, hey, everyone, why do I live in an HOA? Post your best thoughts. Like that was not ever part of the discussion. That was never a curiosity. Why do you think I live in an HOA? Well, it's because you don't take ham radio uh, as a priority. It's like, yeah, thanks. God. So I just got so mad about it that I'm like, you guys, focus on the question. Like, focus on the question. And if you are only coming in to say, don't live in an HOA, then don't. And then literally there's like three people who are like, I mean, yes, but hear me out. You shouldn't live in an HOA. <laughs> I was like, Dude. No, but I do really like the discussion that happened that people were talking about dealing with it in very creative ways, like allowing your property, if you are designated the HOA MCOM person, for only your property to be allowed the antenna because you are the MCOM person in the emergency plan. Fine, but I'm still going to go with... That's a really good idea. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you can you can use their whole energy against them. I appreciate that. But I'm still just going to... I would still just say put a wire up. Sure. Just put a nice little discreet black wire. Just put it up. Right. Like, don't don't wait until you've uh, rallied the troops at your HOA. Don't wait until you get your, your run in Congress. <laughs> just put up the, the freaking wire. Just put it up. Don't wait until you have defeated the Karen. No, because literally the OP is making the post probably. You know what that is? What? You know what it is? Hmm. I literally see the HOA as like a governing body equivalent to a Karen. (laughs) Yes. You just. That's what they call a group of Karens, an HOA. (laughs) frustrating but like the 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 point of it is is the op is making the post maybe not to actually get like some whiz bang idea and maybe they will maybe they'll get some really cool idea they hadn't thought of a lot of it could just be like giving them a bit of wind in their sails to actually just put the antenna yeah right or to figure out what other people in hoas were able to successfully overcome and then you come in there with a well don't live in hoa and just totally deflate all the energy (laughs) in the room like just take it all out it's like god just shut up i don't i don't care you're not helping all right well if you have happened to have left one of those comments i don't think josh hates you (laughs) i don't hate you i just think it's like you're not reading the room you're not reading the post apparently either but also, like, let's not gatekeep ham radio from people who live in HOAs because that doesn't make That's sense. almost what people want to do. It's like, <laughs> why? Why are you doing this? You have the wrong. And I'm going to circle back to what I said before. No matter where you live, you are ham enough. Right. 
you the most beleaguered person in the group and make them feel worse about their situation. Good. Good call. <laughs> it's not like <coughs> it's not like OP came in and wanted to turn your house into an HOA development. Right. right. I, have you it's heard a, the good word of HOA? <laughs> he already doesn't like the HOA. Right. He's, like, he's already on your team. Yes. Team no HOA. Yeah. But now that he's behind enemy lines, it's like, literally, we, no, we should definitely not support our troops behind enemy lines. They elected to be there. <laughs> if they didn't want to go behind enemy lines, they shouldn't have gone. All right. God, it drives me nuts. This <laughs> is so crazy. The next email is titled POTA Activation and Firefighters Paying for Stuff. And this is from Ham Solo. Okay, the follow. This was the promised email. Excuse me. Thank you for your follow through. Thank you. Hey, Leah and Josh, Ham Solo here. And I got to call in again from a POTA this time in West Denver. I was activating the Two Ponds National Wildlife Refuge at K0227 after listening to the podcast on the way to the park. Glad we could accompany you on that drive. Yes. You were talking about how about visiting a fire station near you and didn't realize they had to pay for several of their own creature comforts. I worked for San Antonio Fire Department for a little over 20 years and can tell you that it definitely isn't isolated to small departments. Mm. San Antonio is the seventh largest city in the U.S. Wow. and should move to number six by the end of the census. Well, thank you for all of your hard work as a firefighter. I'm sure you saved a lot of people in your tenure. Um, the city or other political entity, wherever a fire station is usually located, only provides the building, power, water, beds, and prison-level sheets and a bad brown cover. Also, a very slow internet connection, mainly for our fire reports, as you put it. <laughs> fire reports. Uh, refrigerators, washers, and minimal day room furniture may also be supplied if we want to watch television or even dry our clothes, a lot of the times we provide the TVs, cable connections, decent internet, and even our own dryer. Groceries and spices, along with even the newspaper, is also paid out of our own pockets. You shall not have spiced food. <laughs> I retired from the fire service about two and a half years ago and moved to Colorado, but I just recently decided to join my local volunteer fire department. My current work occupation is going all over the U.S. teaching other fire departments, bomb squads, and SWAT teams how to detect, identify, and other response considerations for chemical, biological, and radiological materials or incidents. I chose the call sign K0FYR uh, as this is also my email address for most of my personal email correspondence, like my ARRL email firefighter that's at a mm-hmm. which is also found on my qrz page okay well anyway not to make this a six-hour podcast i'll sign off for now so this is really interesting it is um it sounds like the larger fire departments do get a, a, a little bit more mm-hmm. right in terms of what what they receive um it's still really upsetting that you have people who have volunteered and sacrificed their time with their families because firefighters are on 24 hour shifts. Mm-hmm. So they're not seeing their families for 24 hours at a time unless they're 
maybe allowed to have their families come and see them mm-hmm. at the fire station, right? But they're literally going into fires to save people they do not know. Mm-hmm. And this is how we're opting to treat them? You know? I guess. Yeah, I don't I don't know what a better solution is. It's like the the level of creature comforts provided like well like where guess, do you go like what's the standard so people love in our city anyway um doing a number of things for firefighters mm-hmm. uh, oh by the way is, i'm okay with the community taking care of this yeah, i have no problem right. with that i'm saying like what what is the i mean the, allocate a little bit more funds like how how much and how, who decides which county gets more than another county like, well what, i mean what's it driven by uh based off based like High-speed internet. How about that? Let's start with high-speed internet. <laughs> Everybody gets high-speed internet if they work at a fire station. For their reports. Right, right. Why do you need such fast internet for your fire reports? Well, then they don't need newspapers. They can just... Newspapers? Yeah, because they have to pay for their own newspapers. They got to keep on top of the news, right? Fire news. Yes. Yes, fire news. Like maybe it's going to be it called, really, the daily watchtower? really dry weather. Mm-hmm. coming the day the daily fire watchtower i don't want to yes. confuse oh yes <laughs> <laughs> for our jehovah's witness listeners so i i do actually have a question it sounds like there are a number of this was also a long discussion in the podcast channel yes with so much great information yeah I really, it was yeah um I, I really appreciate everybody who's reached out and uh and let me know a little bit more about how fire stations work across the country Uh, In our community, a lot of people drop off like baked goods or buy lunch for firefighters. But I mean, like I wouldn't mind buying like a year of Netflix or something like that for the firefighter. And as I said the last time, arguably that is a much better thing to buy them. Give them give them the gift of Internet. Don't give them banana bread. Right. (laughs) So unless in it is a gift card for the internet (laughs) although that is kind of a funny idea (laughs) what if they chuck the banana bread they're like more banana bread get this out of here what happened did you enjoy my internet that i (laughs) what are you talking about you gave me a you gave me a bunt (laughs) who throws out a bunt bunts are delightful well there you go we found the way in yeah What is a good thing that um, a community member like me could do for firefighters? Mary I guess said, just is. gift cards. Just give them gift cards. I said, you're give the gift a, card to Ralph. You're not a firefighter. Oh, my God. I want to hear. You know what? Here, here's the answer. Cash in an envelope. How's that sound? <laughs> Cash in an envelope wrapped around a brick. And you just oh, throw no. it into the... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry about the window. I included extra money to replace the window. All right. You know what was a little disappointing is that the fire station we went to did not have a fire pole because it was one story. And Ben was so excited about going to see if maybe they'd let the kids go down the fire pole. And there was none. Yeah, I... It's a very I don't know small if fire station. Yeah, I don't know how much of a thing that is anymore. I'm sure it's still a thing in some cities, but... Our city has uh, one with a fire pole. It's across the city, though, and they just clo- pick the closest Why'd one. Why'd you go to the loser fire station? That's terrible. I'm kidding. I'm joking. 
as if firefighters haven't been through oh enough. Oh my God, I'm joking. Gosh, no empathy. <laughs> they don't even have a pole. I'd be at the I bottom mean... of it trying to turn it into an antenna. <laughs> it's your Festivus pole. The fe- You've got so many holidays covered. <laughs> it's the Hamsmas pole. <laughs> Hamsmas. The Festivus pole. <laughs> All right, well. Ham Solo continues, P.S. My son, a newly commissioned second lieutenant in the U.S. Army, was just assigned to Fort Carson, Colorado in Colorado Springs and recently tested secretly and passed his technician license to surprise me on December 13th. Congratulations. Congratulations. His call sign is KF0HKV. We plan to do summits on the air in Santa suits within the next few days, probably on the 24th, 25th, or 26th on VHF if the mountains don't have too much snow on them by then. I'll be sure to film that for the YouTube channel. That's awesome. That is so much fun. If, if you do that, please send me a link to the video because my kids will love watching that. They'll be like, sit, Santa's a ham? <laughs> and then Edison will come waddling and go, Santa's not real. <laughs> See, there's two of them. This doesn't make any sense. Such a a little he's so good at games too. It's like he's he's like, does this make sense? <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> this is not how you win the game. <laughs> is that what he said of Monopoly Deal? No. I was thinking about Zelda. Oh, okay. When he got the Master Sword. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so, um, yes, that is congratulations to your son. Uh, also on making second lieutenant. That's also fantastic. Yeah. But you know what? It gives me an idea. Hmm. What if instead of getting things you didn't care about for Christmas, you just asked everyone in your family to get ham radio licensed? <laughs> Cost them very little, just effort. You just give them Gordon West books? No, they get their own Gordon West books, okay? <laughs> it's their That's the gift. the gift you give them. Th- no, their gift to you oh. is getting licensed. Wow. It's going to be a really disappointing year the following year. <laughs> then they have to get their generals. <laughs> you just like lock yourself in the ham shack and say, I'm available via ham radio. You got your license, right? <laughs> You just have your, I'm monitoring this frequency and stick it on bow the door. fangs all over the house. Every stocking has a bow fang in it, tuned to your frequency. And you're just quipping on the bow fangs to your family. <laughs> My family loved me. They'd get their license last year when I asked. Oh, you're saying, you're saying that they wouldn't get one. No. You, they're like, instead of getting licensed, here's a $25 gift card to Ralph's. That's right. Or Kroger or whatever. Wherever you Ralph. <laughs> or H-E-B. However you Ralph. Or H-E-B. Is Kroger yeah. H-E-B in no, Texas? No. It's okay. not. That was the joke. I Kroger like is to, Ralph's. I just like to bring up H-E-B. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I can, I can say... One really good thing about Texas is H-E-B. There's lots of great things about Texas. One really good thing about Texas <laughs> is H-E-B. I'm just kidding. Texas has lots of good things about it. I actually, I like Texas a lot. I mean, the weather is... How many areas of Texas have you been? Uh, I've been to, I think... I've been to Houston for sure. I 
I think I've been to Dallas, but I was like a kid, so I don't remember it very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Austin. Leah, you, you can't have watched the TV show Dallas and pretend that you've been to Dallas. And <laughs> I watched a lot of Fixer Upper. Oh, okay. So it's like so I was in Waco. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I don't want to brag or anything, <laughs> but I've got to... I um, hang out in their little section of the Target. <laughs> I've got the real silo feel for me. <laughs> Magnolia silos. Oh, get out yeah. of here. <laughs> Wouldn't it be... I'm not going to make the joke. No. Never mind. <laughs> well, Ham Solo signs off. Thanks and 73 from Ham Solo, K0FYR. Thank you, Ham Solo. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see Santa operate. Do you have to get like a license that says Santa? Do you have to operate from like a call sign that spells out Santa? Like No. Hmm. You can dress up as anybody and play radio. <laughs> All right. The next email is titled The Expanse, Star Trek, and The Little Radio. Okay. Josh was scared for a second. You should have seen the fear. <laughs> no. I, again, I have no problem with any of these topics. Join the join the HRCC after chat on Saturdays to prove that. Uh, I just want to keep the podcast as focused as possible. <laughs> and this is from Jay. Uh-huh. Hi, Leia, and the sentient mass with whom you produce the podcast. <laughs> wow. That is the best reference I have heard for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten slammed in the uh, intro of an email in a while. That was a good one. That's fantastic. So. A sentient mass. Just... A gelatinous cube of intelligence, <laughs> of consciousness. It's like, it's so quietly insulting. <laughs> quietly. <laughs> I was listening to the most recent podcast and you mentioned The Expanse, which happens to be my all-time favorite sci-fi space opera. 100%. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I have a hard I'm I am drawing a blank on one that I think is better. So, not not next generation, not TNG for you. <laughs> TNG was not my favorite Star Trek. It's my mm-hmm. second next mm-hmm. to Deep Space mm-hmm. 9. What about Firefly? No. Hmm. Okay, Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. That's an anime, though. Uh, but it's spacey. You, it counts? Yeah. I don't like Cowboy Bebop. But okay. it's it's not sci-fi enough. It's... Anyway, keep going. First, I first started watching when Amazon took over the show, but then started reading the book series they are based on by yeah. James S.A. Corey, and I, they are spectacular. Yeah, I gotta go get the books. The show is fairly true to the books through the beginning, but it begins to get a bit off base in the two most recent seasons. Yeah, we know why. Due to what happened at the end of the previous season, <laughs> yep. I will likely not watch the final one simply because I am now too far attached to the story and characters as I know and imagine them from the novels. I can understand. What happened that sent There's it off a the rails? It's no longer on the show. Oh, right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was that a key character? It wasn't Massive. killed off in the novel no. either? Ooh, because ooh. Yeah. characters in novels don't, don't have get a, actors don't get accused of sexual assault right outside right. of the novel they're written in authors do though authors get accused of that yeah okay yeah. Mm-hmm. now regarding the elusive human waste in star trek for this 
I had to consult my fiance, who is the equivalent of an encyclopedia on the Trek universe. I am a massive fan, but she is a massive fan. Is that all caps? <laughs> yes. Okay. In an episode of Enterprise called The Catwalk, they have to spend a couple of days trapped in a warp nacelle during a ion storm. Okay. One of the first things they must do is build a latrine. Now, I know transporter technology was still in its infancy at that point around 2152, but the fact that the Cochrane was traveling in the stars in the 2060s before the transporter was even invented means that at least at this point in time, starships had toilets. In the TNG episode, The Naked Now, a woman is found frozen to death in a sonic shower. In Deep Space Nine... I have no problem with showers. There are at least... Oh, sonic showers. Yes, sonic. Mm -hmm. Yes. In Deep Space Nine, there are at least a couple of episodes where bathtubs are visualized. I, wait, I have no problem with washing yourself. In Voyager, we also see a sonic shower with a follow-up appearance in Lower Decks. I, While these are not toilets, they yes. are evidence of bathroom-esque facilities. Perfectly balanced caloric intake still wouldn't pro solve the problem either, as approximately 40% of your feces That's by bad. mass is actually bacteria from your colonic microbiome. Oh, and blood cells. Minor correction about stool color, by the way. The color comes from serocobalin, which is essentially a form of bilirubin, excuse me, through an extensive metabolic Oh, pathway. you're right. No, you're right. Feel yep. free to Google. No, no, you're right. You're right. Okay. That doesn't answer any of the questions. Right. It's he just, literally referenced a you're saying this series is, uh -huh. that didn't have transporters. Did not mention replicators at all. So you're saying that this is circumstantial evidence? No, it's just talking about <laughs> Star Trek. Now, for radio. Go back to the expanse. <laughs> I got my license on November 10th, tested from nothing up to general Ooh. and it spectacularly failed the extra but i hadn't stuttered for it studied for it anyway okay let's, let's hit There's the bell congratulations, congratulations jay on the both that's a that is also a twofer this all started with a uv5r i ordered on a whim and boy did i go down the rabbit hole from there now i have an aft 891 as my HF rig and an FT3DRHT, both purchased secondhand from QRZ. Mm -hmm. I've been doing lots of POTA and with the 891 being ran on a super antenna uh, MP1 and a BioNO battery. I made contact with WE4DX a couple of times and activated six parks total now and hope to do more. Nice. I have to give a massive shout out to the POTA crew on Discord because they have been great and helped me along every step of the way. Same goes for the Digital Net crew. They have helped me get a Pi Star set up from scratch just with a Raspberry Pi and the MMDVM hat. Nice. There is so much collective knowledge on the Discord. It is. It's insane. It's that is magic mm -hmm. you know i mean magic. collected knowledge is at some point the synergy is better than the individual knowledge right mm, it's the sum the is greater than, than it's a, the individual the, yeah exactly uh, for Christmas, I am getting most of my friends a UV5R that has been pre-programmed with their local repeater frequencies along with a sheet. That uh, says, if you love me, 
you'd get the with, <laughs> with a schedule of their local nets and clubs. Oh, that's very nice. It doesn't take very long with Chirp to get those frequencies programmed in, and club info is readily available with just a small amount of internet searching. It's true. They may not be able to transmit, but I'm hoping that just by listening and having the radio will push them to dive deeper into the hobby and eventually get licensed. Mm. Which clearly worked for you, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Jay signs off. This has been a fantastic community. Happy holidays and 73 JKI5SLL. Thank you, Jay. That's great. Jay, now you have me curious about the books, but I don't want to ruin the series because I actually am enjoying The Expanse right now. And if I read the books and it ruins the TV series. Yeah, I'm not going to read the books until we're done with the season. Well, I mean, you just got, you got to. Oh, really? It is? So far, yeah. And then it's all over? Well, the books continue to go on. Wow. You can continue the journey in book form. Well, thank you for telling us about the books, Jay, and that will give us something to do. I knew about them books. With our copious amount of time. Yeah. (laughs) So much free time for that leisurely reading. It will be audiobooks (laughs) to work for me. Thank you, Jay, and congratulations again on your licensing and Fingers crossed for the conversion of your friends over to the ham side. Indeed. <laughs> a, noble, a noble effort. The next uh, email is titled Day 25. I try to read that like a very beleaguered captain's log. Okay. Right. And this is from volunteer podcast co-producer Rob. Okay. Hi, Leanne Josh. Yes, the ARRL still has amateur in the first paragraph of their page for scholarships, spelled wrong. So I guess they want us to keep talking about it. Here we go. Quoting from their site, the ARRL Foundation Scholarship Program is currently accepting applications from eligible amateur, misspelled, radio... operators pursuing higher education more than a hundred scholarships ranging from 500 to 25,000 will be awarded in 2022 that's more than a hundred it's not even just a hundred it is more than mm-hmm. and that the minimum amount is 500 it's pretty good that that'll buy like at least a couple books at 500 <laughs> and then at 2500 that's at least a year, right, uh, of school. Depending on where you go. What What do you mean? What do you mean? 2,500. Oh, I'm sorry, 25,000. Okay, 25, thank you. 25,000. <laughs> what? <laughs> Applications will be accepted until uh, 11.59 p.m. EST on December 31st. 2021 scholarship recipients will be notified in may 2022 via usps mail and email i think that it would be funnier to notify them via ham radio yes (laughs) winlink email sstv that's how you get your certificate you have to receive the sstv for your scholarship and if you don't receive it correctly you you can't use it or a hamgram right Hamgram, yes. yes. A singing hamgram. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, you know, the messages that are passed. Through. I, I, I knew where you were going. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got it. Rob has provided a link to the page, which I will put in the show notes. 
Thank you so much, Rob, for keeping us updated on the continued lack of efforts from the ARRL to spell one of the words that is actually in the name of the organization. <laughs> it's, it's almost getting so bad that I have to say something. This is like when Edison misspells his name. No, it's nothing. No, he's five. <laughs> I mean, I get that you email people about... <laughs> The times that he screws up at that. I don't support that. But he's five. And you're very critical. <laughs> it's just he inverts his B's and D's. All children, most children do that. Sometimes he leaves the S out. And then he's just Eddie in. It's not bad. Yeah. All right. Well, Rob says, Leia, changing the subject, this is something you might want to mention in a future preparedness corner. There were several children whose lives were saved in the recent tornadoes because they were wearing bicycle helmets or sitting in car seats. Wow, makes that sense. is such a good idea. Yeah, makes sense. That is this something that is commonly done? You know, I'm just going to keep reading. I think Rob's going to explain. He's very good. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> given his track record, we should just let him go. Yes. <laughs> The importance of wearing helmets of any kind has been emphasized in Alabama for the last 10 years since deadly tornadoes took the lives of 254 people in April of 2011. Many of those deaths came from head injuries. Here is a link to an article in AL.com with some background. I will also drop that in the show notes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh yeah, I mean, they've been teaching it. We obviously just don't know about it because we're not in a tornado area. But for people who are in tornado areas, is this also what is being told to the communities that face tornadoes? I'm not going to say you should go buy a specific and a helmet for this. Yes. But that is literally what uh, mountain climber helmets are for. Really? Yeah. They're for, they're for to protect you from impact from above. I mean, it's not to protect your head for when you fall. It's to protect you from rocks falling on you. Oh, that's smart. So yeah, the the, the mountain climber, uh, I keep saying antennas. I'm so focused on ham radio. Uh, the helmets for mountain climbing would be an excellent idea if you have access to some during a tornado. And then, Or sitting, like a motorcycle helmet. That'd be pretty good too. Sitting in car seats is also a fantastic idea. I mean, that's how in I addition, drive to work. In addition to helmets, the car seat, because that, you know, mm -hmm. that keeps the kid from running anywhere mm -hmm. first. That's like a major thing. You padlock them in. No, I mean, you could just put them in the car seat. And then zip tie them. Wow. <laughs> but it prevents like, you know, if they end up rolling, I don't getting, I don't know. I have no idea what happens. Yeah, where are you going with this, Lance? Yeah, I got nothing. I put a parachute on the back of them in case <laughs> She gets ripped out of the car. We don't actually have this recommendation in California for earthquakes. You know, like to in an earthquake, go put on a helmet, even though head injuries are also a big factor in earthquakes. Yeah. From things that fall on you. Yeah. During the earthquake. So okay. now I kind of want to get the kids mountain biking helmets or a mountain climbing helmets. Not mountain bike. I got confused with Drew, you know, mountain climbing helmets for the kids for earthquakes. Just pack this in your bag. Yeah, what? <laughs> Carry this with you at all times. And then when the earthquake EDC happens, now. among getting underneath 
a yes. desk, mm-hmm. you got to put the helmet on? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because who knows if a, an aftershock happens. Could throw a bike at you? No, rocks. They would throw a rock at you. So earthbenders are also yes. attacking? <laughs> no, because after the earthquake's over, they have the kids go they have to pass through the building to go outside for mm-hmm. lining up in wherever their designated areas are. Mm-hmm. But what if there's an aftershock? I mean, we should definitely take our kids out of that school if it, the school is built out of rocks. <laughs> that does not seem safe. <laughs> Ye Fine. old Adobe schoolhouse. Fine. <laughs> Rob signs Where off. do you go to school? In the cave? <laughs> Bring your candle. <laughs> We learn based off the drawings. <laughs> the drawings never change. <laughs> they teach us of grass and winds and the great buffalo, long <laughs> since extinct in California, except on Catalina. the Isla Catalina. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so this is how kids on Catalina Island go to school, then, is what you're saying. No. Their schools are in case. You were talking about our children. <laughs> okay, well, Rob signs off. I don't know what's Thank happening you. anymore. <laughs> Thank you both for an amazing year of podcasts, and I hope you and your family have a very Merry Christmas. I'm Rob K5DCQ. I'm going to have you take a pause here. The limited series MKSD Henry's Holiday Cheer, because I opened this. Ooh. And so you should drink that. Oh, it looks like people you, kissing under the mistletoe. You didn't finish your Bourbon County. It's just sitting there. So I wanted mm-hmm. to make sure if you enjoyed that more, you can just swap out. Oh, I do like that. That's a sour. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to drink this. Okay. Do Thank you. Just give me go this. ahead. Take the cup. Give me the, give me the can. Stick, I'll, I'm give me gonna, the, I'll drink it out of the can. Oh, it's you fine. heathen. I'm just not, I'm not as high maintenance as you are, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to go get the glass. It's right here. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rob. And you know, merriest of Christmases to you. I'm not going to say the last part because you also wish me a Merry Christmas. So I can then assume that is your preferred greeting. Uh, so Merry Christmas to you and your family and mm-hmm. the song master that you call Cameron, your son. That is. <laughs> My pronouns are Christmas and Xmas. <laughs> All right. The next email reads, your voice sounds like Angela on Bones and something ham related. Josh. Thank you. (laughs) I thought of myself as more of an angel, an angelus, (laughs) if you will, but okay. A a David Boreanis. A David Boreanis. (laughs) Leia, every time I hear your lovely voice on the podcast, I keep thinking of Angela on Bones. So that is how I picture you. Is that the main character? That is the woman on Bones. Yes. Okay. And I believe that she is actually Zoe Deschanel's sister. That totally makes sense. <laughs> She's got a face like Zoe Deschanel. Okay. Like if Zoe Deschanel had a stopped, sister, stopped being a manic pixie dream girl and decided to go into law enforcement. That is what she would look like. (laughs) What? Okay. Manic pixie dream girl. And if she shopped exclusively at Hot Topic, she would be the forensic person from NCIS. No. No, they do not look alike. I'm kidding. Well, that is so nice 
Stephen, thank you so much uh, for the compliments on my voice. But Stephen continues, imagine my shock when I saw a picture of you on Facebook. <laughs> I do not look like Angela on Bones. I am Asian. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Somebody posted on uh, the, the Christmas video, the last one we did with the Christmas items you mm-hmm. bought. They gave like, they're like, sounds like a, some kind of hick or something for you Maybe. and i'm like well spoiler alert <laughs> she's chinese from california if anything my accent is quite heavily valley girl having grown up in california in the 90s i think so yeah but yeah. it was uh, it was quite funny when <laughs> I'm like, what all right well the <laughs> Uh, Stephen says, this is always the way with pod and radio personalities. The face and voice don't match, and that's just because it's not how I picture them. But I'm sure in real life, it suits you just fine. Your voice is good for you. It suits you. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine myself sounding another way. <laughs> I mean, I've tried, and no. I think it's good. I think we're good. It only gets worse when I picture it in my head. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Steven says, and for the ham relation, I'm still building my house here in Indiana Oh, and was wondering if Josh could speak about the best way to run antenna wires through the walls of the house. And I'm going to show you pictures. Sledgehammer. What? Sledgehammer. What's a sledgehammer? Well, it's a song, but it's also a tool. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This is the house build. Oh, my God. I will drop these pictures in the show notes, but the wood... It, that's beautiful in this house is just so gorgeous okay so so what's the question how to run antenna wires through the house you just drill a big hole this is this is a very beautiful oh uh, my build. goodness look at that one <laughs> look this wall of windows just blows me away every time and that's like scaffolding so that's like really tall even below that picture yeah by the way the comment was from archer jackson okay and uh, he said Peggy Hill vibes. Wow. <laughs> and I said hick. That's not accurate. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, Peggy Hill vibes. I don't get Peggy Hill vibes from you at all. Anyway, uh, there's a couple of ways to do it. The best way is the way that's the, honestly, the more work is you drill like a two and a half, three inch diameter hole and you put some conduit through it with um, a watertight seal on, on both ends, basically. And you feed your coax through there. If you don't want to commit to something that uh, big of a diameter, you just go for like a two inch. I mean, it looks like it might be a little bit challenging, um, like if it's dealing with the No, it's why you punch through the wall, wall, right? You punch through the wall. So, and And if you want to. These brand new walls. I mean, you you sent a picture of your bathroom, so I didn't know you want to run coax to your bathroom. It's beautiful tile work. It's nice. I, I don't know if I'd go with that tile and that wall color personally. What? <laughs> for your ham radio shack slash bathroom. <laughs> I think that. Now we're just critiquing his. He's, just, he's very proud. He, and as he should as be. As he should of, be. Of the progress on this house. It's incredible. So 7,100 in the bathroom. I would go with a Yesu FTM 400 in the kitchen. Nice, I think that's nice. nice. I think there's a, probably an island slated for below these uh, lights. Mm-hmm. So that's where you would put that Yesu, is what you're saying, mm-hmm. on the island? Uh, or under uh, undermounted on the cupboards. Great idea. Mm-hmm. Like, it, this looks like it would uh, 
this has space for it, right? Yeah. Right here? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> and oh, there's the island. <laughs> No, I I earlier said there's space for an island, and then the next picture is there is there's an the island. island. It happens so fast. Wow! <laughs> and then uh, just block out all the windows because it's a ham shack. <laughs> In that wonderful, what is that? A nine windows uh, there, a just floor blo- to ceiling. Black them all out because it's a ham shack. I don't want to be looking at nature. When I'm in my ham shack, I want to be focused on ham radio. If you wanted to do ham radio and nature, you should be Poda Again, (laughs) ham radio is my top priority. Everything else takes a back seat. F looking at nature from my beautiful place. Ham radio. (laughs) Most important thing. There, you know how tall this room has to be? The ceilings on this room. And there there is ceiling fans. How will you clean these, Stephen? You just shoot them down. You just Just put a new one up. You've got to bring in a cherry picker every time you want to clean. Also, go look at that picture with the fan. Yeah. How fast does... Look, there's Christmas lights out there already. How fast does that fan have to spin to move any air in that big of a room? I don't... That thing's going to be like a a World War II prop. It, It looks like a pretty fast fan. I'm just so jealous. I got to tell you. That this looks like a very so beautiful. I know this is all great pod. And we're yeah. talking to images. <laughs> Those images will be in the podcast channel. Yeah, just drill a hole and then put uh, put conduit in. Seal up the conduit and you'll have a pass through and that's it. That's this what is you do. why there's not a lot of home decor podcasts. <laughs> yeah. If you get real confident, like how many, how many coax feeds you're going to run, you could have like a... So, what a lot of people do is they'll put a access box on the outside of where the pass-through is. And on that access box is usually like a copper plate. And you mount all your lightning arresters to that copper plate to an appropriately close ground rod or maybe the ground rod for your um, your power service. Then you can run like four coax feed points. Those coax feed points, you may not have antennas connected. And then you just leave the four there and fill the conduit with uh, expanding foam. All right. So the next email is titled New-ish to the Hamily. And this is from... Welcome. Get your priorities in order. 100% all in ride or die ham radio. (laughs) This is from Jimmy Jam. Like, we're just trying to have a nice hobby out here, guys. Yo, you get a one percenter patch. You're ride or die ham radio. Let's go. You must kill someone with your RF furniture. <laughs> wow, Leia. Like, whoa, Leia, that was a little hard. This is the wrong Normally we just spank each other with a breeze, but dang. <laughs> Got to call. Leia's nuts, man. You got to pull her back. Get your old lady back here. <laughs> but once you do, your cut's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> we had a pause for a second. So I had to go get something. And Leia's still laughing about the last. <laughs> okay. You're just so weird, man. I'm weird. Yes, that's right. I'm the weird one again. Uh, and obviously I was joking. Nobody murder anybody <laughs> with anything, including RF. 
That was where you went to, like immediately. <laughs> You're going to go kill a guy with RF. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could go with Josh's idea where you spank someone within a brie. Make sure that the other party is a willing participant. <laughs> you know? You're going to go find a willing participant for you to murder? No, to be spanked within a brie. No, but you're... Your recommendation was to kill a guy. I have recanted. <laughs> I have said absolutely do not do that. But you can go with Josh's recommendation. You got real into having consent all of a sudden for someone that proposed murder. A breeze are real bendy too, so it probably won't be that bad. You know, if you need to sell it for your initiation. After you destroy it. <laughs> All right. Hello, Josh. Hello, Leanne. Josh is my first email. Wow. <laughs> so You walked into I'll, a mess. I'll start off with a hearty thank you for everything you do to normalize ham radio. <laughs> We're real Whoops. normals right now. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I'll introduce myself as Jimmy Jam, a personal call sign of sorts I earned in the military. Okay. I was a radio operator, maintainer, and driver, or ROMAD, pronounced ROMAD for short. I joined the military fresh out of school back in the 1900s. (laughs) It's a whole century, man. (laughs) I went to school at the turn of the century. I saw the turn of the century on my 18th birthday. (laughs) It was the year 2000. (laughs) Shubba Wumba was on the radio. (laughs) That was a classic band. (laughs) Classic rock band. Shubba Wumba. You got jean Lucie there. Good. That was good. Thank you. Okay, I gotta remember. It was a lot of it was a lot of pushing the lips out, like push, push. Uh, oddly enough, push upstairs was the underworld <laughs> track that I was listening to at the time. I don't know what I'm doing right now. And and recently retired, Jimmy Jam. Recently retired. Congratulations. Yeah, Jimmy Jam's first email is rough. Not for Jimmy Jam, sorry, for us. Sorry, sorry, Jimmy Jam. Jimmy Jam. Deepest of apologies, sir. <laughs> and the deepest of respect. Thank you for your service. Yes, thank you. I've always been intrigued by how things work and finding ways to make them work again when they seem to think they are done. Oh, I love that too. Yeah. I earned my nickname when a supervisor spotted me holding a coax, uh, an antenna coax with a male N-type connector into a female BNC connector of a vehicle-mounted HF radio. I knew I had, I had good RF and ground path, and it was only 150 watts, but my supervisor kind of overreacted. Hmm. That was years ago, and here I am. And yes, I had good two-way communications between South Carolina and upstate New York that day. Nice. So that really worked out. I cooked up my own narrative Yeah. <laughs> from his name. I'm like, son, did you just put marmalade in a Jimmy John's Tom turkey? <laughs> so he's Jimmy Jam. That's right. Jimmy Jam's a good name for somebody who who connected two things, just jamming up just, in. Yeah, Jimmy Jam. I like it. I like it. Uh, my story was uh, my story with radios started with a PRC 104, pronounced prick one. 
04. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that really how I'm supposed to? Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Prick 113 and Prick 119 Man Pack radios. Shortly after I learned to love the GRC. Is that... Sp- is that pronounced Grick? 206? Pronounced Jerk. Or Grok. Jerk 206. Thank you for the pronunciation cues. Thank you. I, I'm, I would have said GRC, and then I just said Grick, which it's Jerk. So very much appreciated. <laughs> By the end of my career, I was an instructor on several single channel frequency hopping secure TDMA spread spectrum AL and or radio over IP systems for voice and digital communication. You, my man, you're you're ham ready. Mostly air-to-ground systems. Mm-hmm. Josh, you've been playing with ATAC. I would love to help. Did I pronounce that right? You did. <laughs> right? You did. It, it's, and it's not, it's A-L-E. It's not A-L. Oh, I know, right? It, it's. I know what you mean. I've done yes. two videos on A-L-E. Mm-hmm. It is, who, buddy? It is who, buddy? It is not okay. a fun <laughs> thing getting set up. This, the the most recent video I did is much easier to set up, but man, that first one was rough. PCALE, no bueno. Well, I really got the HF bug when I was sweating in a training area in Louisiana and was so bored that I started manually scrolling through HF frequencies and picked up a pilot over the Florida Keys talking to a station in Michigan. Okay, so I want to I want for reference, I believe the radios he's operating with do not have a VFO dial. What does that mean? So he's scrolling through frequencies by like pushing a button. gotcha so all those radios i don't think have vfos on them so it's not like when i'm sitting in the shack and i go with the with the wheel or just spin it like that big murder wheel on prices right effort is what you're saying maximum effort yeah he's putting in maximum wouldn't that be amazing if if the wheel of fortune was a vfo dial i heard it was just full of blood oh my god (laughs) is vanna white still on that show is that show still even on? I said Bob Barker and the big wheel. Oh, I Not thought... Not the Wheel of Fortune. Oh, I thought we were talking about Wheel of no, Fortune. No, the big, huge thing that people jump up and wig the thing down because it's full of blood. They got to get it moving. Yikes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the station... Or maybe that's just me when I was homesick having fever dreams. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely that. <laughs> okay. The, so is Drew Carey the new generation's Bob Barker? Like without what the handsy, mean? without the handsiness, you know, is, He's, will they have memories of Drew Carey when they're homesick or will they not because they're all on YouTube and TikTok? Oh, they're all on YouTube and TikTok. Yeah. They'll never have that being forced to watch just what was on TV. At How the time. will they know to spay and neuter their pets? <laughs> <laughs> How will anyone know? How will they have the number sense to estimate how much a washer dryer costs? (laughs) And completely wrongly, by the way. (laughs) If you're a fool and you take the manufacturer's MSRP price and estimate everything based off of that, you can win at prices, right? All right. Those prices aren't real. Yeah, understood. (laughs) 
The station operator set up a phone patch to the pilot's wife in North Carolina, I believe, to communicate that the flight was running late and it would be an extra day before he got home. Wow. When the exchange finished, I made an attempt to call the Michigan station. He had trouble hearing me, but another station in Missouri was able to rotate his beam and hear me loud and clear. I was, again, on one of those 150-watt HF radios and was using just a 16-foot whip. I asked what his net was, and he explained he was a Mars operator and had the ability to patch his HF radio to phone calls. I then asked if I could call my wife back in Hawaii. A few minutes later, I heard my wife's lovely voice uncomfortably saying, Hello? Over? On the radio. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) This was 2001, and nobody in the field with me had cell phones back then. So my radio suddenly became very popular. Over a dozen morale calls were made in the next few hours from some of the other guys who were out in the field with me. The radio of the day was a URC. What is that? An IRC? Or just URC. Okay. If anyone is curious. If all else fails, I just give the acronym if it's all capital letters. Okay. (laughs) I just go with the, the letters. Being in the military meant a lot of traveling. Towards the end of my career, my family and I agreed to relocate them early to our home state of Oregon so both of the kids could start and finish high school in one place rather than move partway through. I already had a capable truck and borrowed a trailer to move the essentials from Texas to Oregon, my wife driving her car and us communicating on simple walkie-talkies. The only had a range of about a quarter mile line of sight, but were definitely better than dialing cell phones while driving. Plus it gave us a taste of that smoky and the banded experience <laughs> minus the jumps and convertible top cars. It was a T-top. Convertible cop cars, excuse me. Oh, okay. On my solar trip back to Texas, the factory CD and cassette deck in the truck gave up everything except FM and AM radio. Those were a miserable few days on the road driving through New Mexico and West Texas. Once home, I replaced the factory double din radio with a single din Kenwood and a Cobra 18 WXST 11 meter radio. Nice. Fast forward to this last summer and I found myself driving cross country again to meet a military buddy in Omaha. Along the way, I started exploring podcasts on Spotify and discovered HRCC. Wow. Well, thank you. Glad to have you with us and, and to be there for you. <laughs> yeah. It was so great to listen along as Leia started practicing for her technician test. I was hooked and quickly got through everything available on Spotify. Whoa, he's doing a a lot of driving. Wow. There was a bit of panic until I found out the rest of the episodes on uh, uh, the rest of the episodes on Google's podcast app. We have since corrected that issue on Spotify. Well, yeah, but it doesn't pull up anything from the back catalog. Mm. Anything prior to the fix is only available on other services like iTunes and Google. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Shouting answers to Leia as she went over the questions made me realize that my years of playing radio in the military meant passing a ham exam would be pretty easy. Uh, Probably. I am so glad that my failure has given you confidence. That is very reassuring. That is my goal. Yes. <laughs> when I got home from this trip, I ordered Gordo's general class prep book. I wanted that sweet, sweet HF in my life again. 
During a Saturday after chat, I asked Josh via Discord if the ARRL website was the best place to book an online exam. He suggested going through Ham Studies website. Oh, I remember this. He was right. I booked an exam for the next day and passed my tech and general in one sitting. Boom. Congratulations. Congratulations, Jimmy Jam. I probably spent more time thinking of a good vanity call sign than anything else during those last hours. But then I was emailed a message saying, congratulations, KK7BOM. Haha, the bomb. That's pretty good. (laughs) Very fitting considering my previous career. No need for a vanity now. I feel like I won the lotto with that call sign. That is so funny because somebody has actually said to me that they thought that I chose my call sign because it's so close to your call sign. Yep. And that's just what was assigned to me, that's too. That's just what happened. It's like the ARRL is... Uh, the FCC. Oh, right. The FCC is... Mm-hmm. Uh, it knows. It's always listening. It's working with Noah. I was going to say. Yeah. That's really what's going on. <laughs> Slipped him a post-it. The Noah. Through a pneumatic tube. <laughs> that's exactly it. Pneumatic tubes. <laughs> It's an inefficient of, way of... I was always fascinated by me those too. as a child. I kind of want to live in an old renovated bank building where they have like preserved the pneumatic tubes. And you, you, you get DoorDash. You can <laughs> shove all the pad thai into the canister and put it in the tube. Tube of pad thai. Mm, delicious pad thai. This is my pad thai tube. It's... <laughs> Pull to Terminal 1. It's so cold by the time it gets to you. <laughs> Just moving quickly through these Just nuts. bearing grease. <laughs> Machine oil. I don't think anyone understands what we're talking about. Well, some people... No, I'm old, sure plenty olds of do. people. <laughs> olds do. I'm sure plenty of people know what... We, we used to drive into a stall. My mom would fill out a check and there would be a a, a human. Slip. No, there would be a human in a window. <laughs> and you'd push a button and the human would take a plastic cartridge. Like, what, about a foot and, foot and some inches long and about maybe five inches wide in diameter? Okay. Shove it into a tube. Yes. And it would. you'd hear it rocket into this thing <laughs> next to your car. <laughs> And then a door would open and this thing would roll out and my mom would cram all these papers into it, put it back in. And then you'd hear this thing go and suck this thing back to the lady. This happened. This is a thing. It happened regularly. Like we did this all the time. This was the ATM. And then like, then fast forward to internet banking starts to take off. And my mom's like, you need to balance your checkbook. Yeah, but why and then i was like why <laughs> she's like well how do you know how much money you have and i'm like this is the website we're looking at my money do you see the number mind blow this is my money and well how do you know what you spent everything underneath it is every transaction i've done good and bad money coming in money going out it's all here well how do you if you want a record we got that thing. It's called a printer. I can just print this anytime I want. And she's like, you're really condescending. <laughs> no. 
but then she's also the same woman. She's like, so I went to the internet <laughs> and I'm like, where, where did you go to the internet? You know, the internet, <laughs> you know, Netscape. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean Netscape? Netscape is the internet. And it's like, I, I click the thing. <laughs> on my computer that says Netscape. That's, how that's I get the, to the internet. That's how I get to the World Wide Web. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Well, Jimmy Jam continues. Thank you again to both of you for the motivation. Leia, thanks especially for putting yourself outside of your comfort zone. Oh, well, you're so welcome. <laughs> Josh, thanks for the mountain of content and making the time to respond to my basic question that Saturday night. I only have a simple HT at the moment, but after finishing some of the other big projects and getting settled into my brand new long time dream job of being a high school auto shop teacher, Whoa. I will be getting an IC 7300. Then hold on to your butts. <laughs> yes. All of them. Yes. All of the butts. That's right. <laughs> Make sure they're your butts, though. Don't be holding on to butts that are not yours. <laughs> Just Hold on to your butts. You can you yeah. can hold on to as many butts as you can. Just have consent. <laughs> yes. Since I have you, I will ask a genuine ham radio question. My HT is a TYT THUV88. I got the BTEC APRS cable and have tried two different Android phones with APRS Droid and get the same problem on both. As I plug the cable into the phone, either with or without the reverse adapter cable, the phone will pop up the headphones connected state for just a second and then go back to normal. When I start APRS Droid, I hear the tones coming out of my phone speaker oh. and the radio doesn't key up. Do you think my problem is with the cable or the HT? What should I try to confirm the fault? Is there a pinout for the cable somewhere? Yes. It's in the app. There's a setting in the app where you have to tell the app what you want it to use. If you want to, if you want the app to come out of the speaker or you want it to go out of the headphone jack. Oh. Mm. I talked about this in a video. I see. What haven't you talked about in a video? Lots of things. My goodness. Could you, could I could I pick a better hobby to make a YouTube channel on? I mean, I appreciate. I'm not like a gamer where there's like millions of views or anything like that, but there is no end of content that I can talk about. I could do like I could go in any direction. But yeah, th that particular solution is you got to tell the Android app what thing to use for the output and the input. So you need to point it to the speed, the headphone jack. Well, there you go. What, that's like the simplest answer he's ever given on the podcast. There is a setting. There's a setting. <laughs> Sometimes it's no troubleshooting at all. No, Just, yeah, that's, that's the. Uh, regarding your discussion of building in hardware features to radios just to reveal them at a later date with an update, that sounds a lot better than what Elon and Tesla do. Food for thought. Yeah. Here we there's go. There's a lot of things best, you can do much better. Best than emailer. Elon. Here we go. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's read on. Yes. There's a lot of things a lot of people Come do for better Elon. than Let's Elon go. and Tesla. <laughs> Times man of the year. Get out of here with that. But did you see how he like fought back against Elizabeth Warren, who was like, they called him like a freeloader or something. But then he turned around and said that he paid 11 billion in taxes or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, so he on Twitter, at least I can give him credit for that. Like he's pretty savage on Twitter. Like he comes hard. Like he gets Twitter. 
oh, he gets Twitter and then uses it to manipulate markets. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and totally props up cryptos and then bails on it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, he, I, he, he is, is a, a marketing master. Pump and dumper. He is a marketing master. Yes. He, I, I respect the man for what lots I of things he does. I don't respect him in other areas. What I don't get is how people like sit around hating on hedge funds, but go, oh, Elon is the best. And it's like he is doing what you hate about hedge funds doing. Do you? They're just do doing it in an obscure way yeah. versus he's just doing it on Twitter. That's like the same guys who are all upset about the GameStop stuff. It's like, yeah. it's the same thing. Exactly. You're doing to, the same thing. He to the moon. The market manipulation. <laughs> Don't you understand? He memed his way to the top. Yes. <laughs> well, Jimmy Jam continues. Now I'm looking forward to my future 7300 making fart noises. Also, the Logitech Harmony remote is Wait, amazing. Wait, I thought you were going to talk more about Elon. No, that's it. Oh, Just food Jesus. for thought. And then, the, and then we ate the food. <laughs> we ate it. Yeah. <laughs> we gobbled. I drank that milkshake. I drank it up. <laughs> <laughs> also, the Logitech Harmony remote is amazing. I've been playing with home automation for about 10 years and love this setup. It comes with a Wi-Fi enabled hub that you control with apps or a web browser. It's super easy to program devices and macros into and comes with a simple and comfortable handheld remote. I think Logitech might have stopped making them now, but if you can get your hands on one, you will probably find it quite usable. What is this? Logitech. It is a Logitech Harmony remote. Oh, this is for that universal remote discussion. Ooh, that is a good looking remote. And yeah, they're refurbished. Ugh. For That's all of the things. Happens. I know. A remote for all things. Yeah, and they do exist. I, I just, I can't point anyone to like a, a really good one. Oh yeah, that is a cool looking remote. Edison would destroy this. Yes. <laughs> chew on it. Jimmy Jam signs off. Thanks for letting me be part of the Hamily. Well, we're happy to have you here. Yeah, Thank man. You for joining. Sounds like you come equipped too. Absolutely. Out there That's, whipping people with a breeze. The, the fact that they just didn't hand you a license. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm kidding about the Abri thing. Um, but yeah, no, you've got you've got all the experience. It, it sounds like you're like, wait a second, I'm already a ham. See? Exactly. Yeah. You were you were, we're already just, ham knowledgeable. We're just getting in front of people that don't know they're already hams. It's true. That's the whole thing that I don't think people get yet that are mm -hmm. in the community. Right. They're so focused on making content for hams. Right. And so it's this insular community. Right. Instead of it being like, open it up a little bit, and then all of a sudden you got mountain biker. Hey, you've already got ham tendencies. That's <laughs> hey. Did you know you tested positive for the ham virus? <laughs> you didn't know it yet. But There's no do. vaccine. There's no vaccine. <laughs> the only thing you can do is buy more radios. <laughs> and you get a moment of ecstasy. Yeah. And then and then you need a booster every six months. And then you months. need a booster. <laughs> six months. Come on. Wow. Come on. You have a particularly this is, this is a voracious virus. Voracious. <laughs> Well, Jimmy Jam says, 1X crew, not, not allergic to bees, <laughs> Junior Mints for life, Rocket is the best Avenger. What? Get out of here. 
I uh, mean, he is. I, 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 I'm fine with Rocket. He's better than uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, for yes. sure. Because yeah. he's actually like, he fixes things. He makes things out of like nothing. He made like a gun, like a huge gun. Yes. Most of the uh-huh. guns that they used to do all the damage in um, the first uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was all stuff he built. Meanwhile, he's like a single father oh, and taking the care of baby Groot the whole <laughs> time. <father>. And he's <laughs> a raccoon. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, not the best Avenger, certainly not the worst. <laughs> uh, yeah, certainly not. Very respectfully and 73, Jimmy Jam. P.S. I buy separate boxes of Captain Crunch and Oops All Berries so that I can mix my own. Got to control that ratio. Oh, that's a connoisseur. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's a Captain Crunch connoisseur. P.P.S. Can I send you mead and cider? We oh, love absolutely. Jimmy Jam. That that will uh, fuel us for for laughs in the next podcast. <laughs> laughs in Mjolnir. Yes. <laughs> we got in this whole discussion with Edison about Mjolnir. And he's like, is it heavy? I said, it depends. Yeah. And then I was like, well, it's like a, it's heavy like a hammer. Right. And then I was like, and you no. were like, no, it's light as a feather. For those who are worthy. No, I said it is exactly the weight it needs to be at any time. That's not what you said. It is exactly what I said because I'm the one saying it. And I know <laughs> the, the attributes of Molnir. If you're carrying it to go long distance and it do nothing, then it's light as a feather. So if I, you are going to hit someone hard with it, then it's enough weight for you not to hurt yourself in giving maximum uh, energy behind it. So here is the big question for all of the MCU fans who have been following along with oh, no. Here you with go. this. When Molnir is an umbrella, yeah. does he function? He? She? He, she? I don't, I don't it's know. A ham- it's a hammer. Okay. Okay. Does Molnir function as an umbrella or does it only look like an umbrella? You're saying can it open? Can it protect you from the rain? Can you open Molnir? Yes. I don't know. I, I don't remember if that was a scene in the movie. I'm sure. It's not that I'm avoiding the, the question. I just don't know. It's true. Such a rare moment. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. I know. Come on. Yeah, this is yes. what gets me in trouble because everybody's like, oh, he comes out here and talks about all these things, knows about everything. Like, I, I, I <laughs> you wrong all the time. You don't. Yeah, exactly. But hey, everybody, if you know. Let, then let email with a ham radio yes. question answer. <laughs> Come up with a ham radio question <laughs> and or, then answer or just, this. Or a story of your activation or a story of doing something with ham radio is cool too. We, we want to hear that. Yeah. Ah, back. This is the day before Christmas Eve for us, but for you, Christmas Eve proper. And today was a very busy day. For oh, me. So busy. Crazy busy. Oh, for you. <laughs> for me. Oh, my gosh. I got so much stuff done. Uh, we, we ended up getting two boxes at the P.O. Box, which we'll talk about. Actually, I got three boxes, but two boxes we're going to talk about on the podcast. The third box. Screw it. The third box <laughs> is a radio that was okay. sent to me. Uh, I got another box from DX Engineering. Of course you did. Just so, you know, yeah. just keep my 24 days of... And- <laughs> In case DX anybody was worried that the steady stream of DX engineering boxes have have stopped, they have not. They have not. Um, so that's good. I'll be talking about that in the future. That's another video device. It's called a QRM eliminator. Oh, I saw a picture of that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a joke. It looked like a toy. Yeah, that's what everybody <laughs> thinks. Like it doesn't work. It's garbage. 
They're like, but we, yeah, we really want you to talk about it. It really looks like a, like a faceplate that you just stick on something. It's just it's just an empty box with knobs, yeah, yeah. just a pass through for coax. <laughs> uh, it it could be, could be. It's definitely doing something. It's just chock full of ferrites. <laughs> <laughs> it's just chock full of ferrets. <laughs> And then they go and steal ferrites to hide in the box. Go, go get the QRM, boy. Go get it. <laughs> and then they run out at night and they chew through the wires. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's how they work. Those are the wires that cause the QRM. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're QRM eliminators. That's yes. how they work. Uh, but if you then, can't get on the air, you can't have QRM. <laughs> no, it's, QRM is like electronics, like yeah. Chinese electronics yeah but if you can't get on the air then you don't have a qrm problem but they're not getting on the air they're like devices neither are you no, they're not going to cut through my <laughs> wires they're my oh. qrm eliminators oh they go to the neighbor's house what you took that joke completely yeah i i put a thing in my shack to chew up my shack yes that's what you thought <laughs> totally that's that's it I mean, us hams, we do like fixing things, right? We're constantly tinkering around. And those ferrets have been at it again. <laughs> Ham spouses everywhere. This actually sounds like a good idea. Well, I love ferrets. <laughs> I watched I Beastmaster once. They were cool. I wasn't aware that this is something that ferrets would do. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm in. Who cares if they're illegal? Uh, then the last thing, I uh, realized I had a glass print bed plate for my 3D printer. Amazing. I bought it months and months ago and I forgot about it. So I finally got that set up and I'm just killing it now on ABS. I'm absolutely killing it. I knocked out like three dipole mounts that I'm going to use maybe in a future antenna that I'm super excited about. And now I'm printing the cover for my mountain topper radio. Right. 3D printer glass plate brought to you by ADHD. Oh, yeah, seriously. How many things are rattling around my head at one time? I did get it off of Amazon, and it's it's they're relatively inexpensive. So we'll we'll maybe link to that in the show notes if you have, and and you can get it different dimensions. So if you have like, you know, an insert three D printer here, uh, they'll they'll likely have the dimensions for your build plate, which is pretty sweet. But anyway, let's talk about these boxes. We got two boxes. We don't want to do the last email. You want to do the last email and then the boxes? Yeah. So we'll just go right into it. So everybody's obviously doing Christmas, which we love. Enjoy your your holiday time. Do that. And then do that fam bam thing. And then right back to work. <laughs> Emailing him. <laughs> but this should be tightening it up, so this is good. So that means It's the final email. All right. Well, happy holidays everybody. I hope everybody really truly enjoys the, the time off that hopefully everybody's getting, I think this year, like I said, this year for me was more stressful than, than last year. So do enjoy yourself out there. This get, year. Get together with family. More than any other year. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> then 2020. So sure. I mean, 2020. Uh, yeah. Make sure you get together with family and then ignore them to play ham radio. Wow. So don't yeah, do that. Last email. Don't do that. <laughs> I stick to what I said. Bring them in to enjoy. There the ham you radio. go. Trick them. Get. <laughs> lovingly introduce them to something you really enjoy the um <laughs> the the mixtape of our of our past years is really the pre-programmed baofeng of today we are by the end of 2022 i think we are going to be able to have an album of ham radio songs just oh, that's ham radio funny. covers 
to <laughs> release it on check, Spotify. Check us out on Spotify. <laughs> well, not us. No, uh, SoundCloud. <laughs> check, check out Nathan and Cameron mm-hmm. and Rob on SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, SoundCloud. Right. All right. Well, the final email okay. comes from volunteer podcast co-producer Nathan. Oh, he got it. He back in yeah. there. All wow. Right. Merry Christmas, Nathan. Merry Christmas. <laughs> The email is titled QST, January 2022 Highlights by K1MAZ, or I guess M-A-Z, however you want to say it. Hello, NAS at the mics. I am keeping my email shorter this time, but I just wanted to bring out some interesting reviews and articles in the QST magazine for January 2022 that I received today. Yeah, this this was an interesting magazine. I got through a couple of pages of it, but I saw the cover. And they're reviewing a Baofeng in this. This uh, so interesting. You got through a couple of pages. I had of to a stop to do relatively stuff with the relatively thick magazine. Well done. Yes. Again, ADHD <laughs> running through my head. <laughs> running through my head. Running through my head. Anyway, go ahead. First, a review of the Baofeng GT Five R. The reviewer Steve Ford, WB Eight. IMY brings out key differences from the UV5R. One, it is listed at top power of 4 watts instead of 5 watts of the UV5R. That That's not an upgrade. No. Yeah. But that's stating what it really puts out. Second, it only transmits on the ham bands. So if you try to transmit outside of licensed bands such as GMRS, FRS, or commercial frequencies, you get an error beep and no transmission. FCC check. Mm-hmm. Lastly, the GT5R meets the FCC requirements for spectral purity. Now, how much does it cost? Same price as a Baofeng. No. You same mean price. they've always been able to do it for the same price? So, it took a long time, but Baofeng is producing an FCC-compliant Baofeng now. It's, wow. it's basically a UV5R. It's, it looks identical. The badging is different. Right. But now people can't say bad things about it anymore. No, they're still going to talk crap about it because it's made in China and by American, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, there's no American radios, except for Ellacraft. Ellacraft. Um, But even their products, I'm assuming some of them in part uh, come from China. You're assuming? Let's not assume these things. That's true. About companies and then you come back. Exactly. That's true. We will sue you for what's, what's the spoken? Allegedly. (laughs) <laughs> what, wait, slander what, and libel. Yes, yeah, sl- slander and libel. One is spoken, one is written. Bo- oh, I wrote it down. Bo- oh, right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm covered. Yeah. As long as they can get us for both. And then I got a rubber stamp that says allegedly. Yes. Slap right on the top of it. Every, begin every written correspondence on anything. Allegedly. It's like, wait, wait, did you or did you not go to the store? Sometimes I like <laughs> to mix it up and, and LARP a little bit in the email. And I said, as foretold. <laughs> and so how do they get you for libel or slander if it's the future? <laughs> or it's a prophecy. Ah, uh, yes. The prophecy of ham radio. It was foretold that I would work on the excel this 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 is actually how the ham radio cult begins (laughs) (laughs) that we got accused of (laughs) somebody accused us on their facebook page that we're we're running a cult (laughs) dog (laughs) chill (laughs) 
<laughs> and in in every uh, coffee that was sent out, there is a flavor aid package. <laughs> so enjoy. <laughs> However you decide to. Put your keds on. <laughs> is that what everybody wore? Keds? No, that's the other cult. That was the hail bop. Heaven's Gate. What about Keds? What, am I telling you this for the first time? Yes. The Heaven's I Gate loved cult. Keds. The Heaven Gate. The Heaven's Was Gate. I in a cult and I didn't know? Well, I'm sure you weren't because what I'm about to tell you, okay. the fact you're alive means you're probably not. <laughs> oh. They all killed themselves and they were all wearing the same outfit and the shoes they were wearing were white Keds. Maybe I'm just very bad at culting. Maybe I was in it, but just not very good at it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? You were not in it to win it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, that. I did not understand the instructions. <laughs> so I don't have a review of the this Baofeng, although I own it. And I have shot some video of it. I just haven't kind of put a bullet on it, but a button on it. But if you would like well, if you put to... put a bullet on it, I don't think it's going to work very well. Well, that's how some yeah. Baofeng videos should end, right? <laughs> put a bullet in the Baofeng. <laughs> KE0OG did a review of it, and he had very positive things to say. He tested it, and uh, he's a fan. So I have been saying that if... You don't want to just do the UV5R thing, which, by the way, there's there's no reason to get some exotic bow thing. Just get a UV5R. But if you'd like to get one that's SEC compliant, I totally recommend this one. And it's the same price. They're available on Amazon and Radiotity, I believe. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. either, it's either Radiotity or Redivis. It's one of them. But anyway, if you look, what's it? Uh, GT3R? GT3R is the uh, GT5R. Oh, sorry. GT5R. Right. Okay. All right. Another article I found interesting, Nathan says, was about beginner silk screening printing projects. In in QST? Yeah, we're all making we're all making shirts now. As a part of the like you can RF some screen printing or what how does it I think it's more for like radio faceplates and stuff like that. Okay. I haven't read it, but continue. Here I was thinking that it was for t-shirts, which would be fun, but it was for printing designs, words, or other items on your shack gear, equipment, or transceivers. All snap, maybe next time. They are suggesting that you screen print your ham radios? Mm -hmm. Put some tribal tattoos on your, your gear. Yeah. It's going to be great. It'll give you like really good... Uh, really good reception mm -hmm. to, well, to for go the islands the, to go along with the dream catcher that i've put above my radio so it can so you can achieve your dreams N no so i can just oh. <laughs> appropriate everything <laughs> as as i'm propagating oh. oh appropriate appropriate is the receiving side of, re of the propagate radio. propagate is the transmitting <laughs> side so I want dreams. I want radio. So I want people, RF. So I want it all. So people can haterate. <laughs> they can haterate. That's right. Nathan says, oh, snap. Maybe next time. Lastly, there is a whole article about how the new technician question pool takes effect July 1st of 2022. The new pool goes from 423 down to 412 questions. I love how... It then gives instructions to the VE teams to destroy the old versions of the test as to not have a mix-up. With prejudice. Yeah. 
I find it interesting that the cost of taking the exam is only to defray the cost associated with preparing, processing, administering, and coordinating the exam, as per FCC Rule 97.527. This is a reimbursement only, of which the VE team can retain up to $7. Oh, they changed it? Yeah, I guess. Interesting. I don't know that that's true, but yeah, keep going. So basically, the VE teams can now receive $7 a test, plus whatever the other costs are oh, oh 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 okay yeah no so the associated costs generally are around ten dollars is what the um what ve's charge right um sometimes 15, 10 to 15 in some cases yeah, yeah? Mm-hmm. so it sounds like they can add seven to that oh no this is to pay for the licensing fee how's this i, no, I don't understand it says, no i'm losing my mind it says the cost of taking the exam is only to defray the costs associated with preparing processing administering and coordinating the exam correct they're not pocketing the cash it is a reimbursement only of which a ve team can retain up to seven dollars ah okay all right there's some there's some weird words in there i'd have well, to go look at it i have to go read the article nathan signs off well that is all all ham radio related. Who would have thought? 73-K1-M-A-Z, Nathan, in Southern Vermont. Enjoy your bean burritos. It may or may not have artificial recycled meat. Mm-hmm. Probably not. So there was a joke going on in the HRC podcast again, channel. Josh, fully vindicated. What happened? The the, uh, Japanese scientists have figured out how to create artificial meat out of feces. I don't know if I call that vindication. (laughs) Just so they're not even just so you know, they're a human being. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I don't know that that's good. (laughs) I'm not saying it's good. You're just looking real happy about it. I'm just burritos, real smug right now. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm just. This, this is it, it, it's almost taken on its own life like i don't even know why i'm arguing this point anymore because I don't, I don't care i don't know <laughs> i'm to be quite honest <laughs> well it's apropos that nathan was the last email because the first box that we got in the p.o box was from nathan Thank you so much, Nathan. And so, Leia, this box is right there open. The I'm one going to you. use podcast, which is obviously the best method of communication for an unboxing. Yes. Everybody, <laughs> while you're driving, close your eyes and open Imagine. your mind's eye. Yes. <laughs> close your real eyes. Don't do this while you're driving. I said while Stop. you're driving. No, do don't that do while you're. Dri- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Where do you fall on the, uh, the matrix of... Uh, of good and evil what are you you're talking about like the chaotic good the neutral good the i don't know hmm. i think i'm lawful neutral but i could be chaotic neutral i said the same thing i could oh I, you took the test no well you've never played D, so how do you know i just read the description oh yeah i'm, I'm somewhere between those two all right so the first thing out of the box is the complete pun book by Art Mojer. Catch catch a glimpse of that man on the back cover there. This oh he that looks, man looks like he knows puns. Yes, I'm gonna read some. We're I'm gonna just take gonna a picture. Pi- of I'm it. gonna go to a random page. Ran- pun me up yes. randomly. Okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> this will get you canceled. <laughs> yeah. 
that one. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to flip the page. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get out of the uh, making whoopee section of the yeah. book. <laughs> a baby usually wakes up in the wee-wee hours of the morning. <laughs> Burn it. <laughs> Throw it outside of the rain. Aunt Sarah defines a cynic as a place where you wash the dishes. <laughs> We're going to tell that to Aunt Sarah. We're going to show her that. Bookmark that page. So I do love good puns. I will be reading through this with the children as they also love they do. good joke books. Did, didn't Edison come up with one or something? Edison yeah. or Ben came up with one? Yeah, the kids are always, uh, especially Sarah's kids, they're a nonstop pun factory. So. They are. That's true. What did Edison say today? I don't know. I wasn't here. We're, no, you were. Oh. <laughs> Cla- it was that was a classic me. Yeah. <laughs> he did say that. It's like whoa. He did. <laughs> That's meta, man. <laughs> That's oh, wow. He's narrating his own life. <laughs> All right. So amongst the many goodies in this uh, in this box from Nathan, thank you. Bring in some Christmas cheer. Enjoy the ASMR Ziploc bag. Yes. Mance's Tree Farm Vermont Pure Maple Syrup. I treasure this so much because if you don't know, there is a maple syrup shortage. Yeah. Canada's having to open up the reserves. Yeah. I mean, we... In America, we do stupid things like reserve oil. <laughs> in Canada, they reserve the real lifeblood of a nation, maple syrup. The kids were so excited. We haven't had maple syrup in a while, have we? I haven't made pancakes or waffles in a while, so I'm assuming no. Okay. ASMR. But it gets even crazier. ASMR. I was <laughs> <laughs> rubbing the mic. Maybe I'll rub my beard on the microphone. I am also I going to note that Nathan wrapped these in so many layers of Ziploc bags that I'm deeply appreciative. Mm-hmm. And I will definitely reuse the bags for the environment. Mm. So thank you for that. Thank you, Nathan. The next one is Shag Bark Hickory Syrup, crafted in Bennington County, Vermont. Hickory syrup. I bet that's really good. I wonder if it's not too sweet. It has shag bark hickory tea, cane sugar, filtered well water, and cream of tartar. I'm they confused. Added sugar? Is this not then actually maple syrup? So I've never had shag bark hickory syrup, but I now understand this is not a maple syrup right, because right. this is not a form of maple tree. <laughs> hickory. No. Right. I know that about hickory. But the Mance's Tree Farm Vermont Pure Maple Syrup, I I looked at the care of this maple syrup, and one of the things it says is that syrup should be refrigerated or better yet, put it in the freezer. Syrup will thicken but not freeze. Oh. I didn't know that. Interesting. Okay. So thank you for that, Nathan. And there's a letter to go along with it, which Josh will now read. Yeah, so it says front page. To Josh and Leah, I thought I would send you some interesting Vermont products. Of course, one of the products is maple syrup from one town north of me in Shaftesbury. It is from a small family business, so I bought local. 
that's great. I love that. Yeah. I actually bought this bottle at the local Mennonite store called the <gasps> Market Wagon. I am so fascinated by the Mennonites and the Amish. Mm -hmm. They make the best fresh sandwiches and salads, a ton of meat, a little vegetables, according to my order. The second product is called the Shagbark Hickory Syrup. The syrup is produced by a friend of mine, but is made differently than maple syrup, obviously, because it's got right. sugar versus right. maple. First, they go in a woods, find Ugh. a hickory tree called, drumroll, a Shagbark Hickory Tree. What do they, what radio do they go in a woods with? Well, that's a great question. Maybe Nathan will tell us. <laughs> Next, they collect bark from the tree and boil that bark into a tea. Next, they add sugar. Boom. Now it's just syrup. Nice. Okay. I don't know 100% of the process, but they have a website, vermontshagbarksyrup.com, with more information and ways for people to order it online. They have other products such as apple cider vinegar, shagbark hickory cream, shagbark hickory tea bags, barbecue smoker chips, which that's probably pretty interesting, and powdered New England Shaga mushroom for making tea. Whoa. Enjoy. Then it front page. Thank you. If you flip it over. So he ended it. He said, enjoy 73 K1MAZ, Nathan. Thank you, Nathan. But then back page. P.S. The paper bag I enclosed is from a local independent owned bookstore called Northshire Bookstore. bookstore. Oh, I missed the bag. We did oh, miss I'm the bag. Very, Thank you. I'm very Locally owned packing. since it opened in 1976. Wow. Gotta love a bookstore, especially the used book section. I love used bookstores. That is one of my favorite things. Powell's in Oregon is a mecca of amazingness. Where did the where was the other one we went to that had all the crazy like book? It's in LA. The the it's like the, the last book, bookstore. The last bookstore. Mm -hmm. And then the one in Fullerton's not bad either. Remember that one we went to in Fullerton? Mm -hmm. That was really fun. Also, my grandma said the last item is a bean bag. I gave it the beans. Did you see a bean bag? I did. What is wrong with me? Did I not pull everything out? Hang on. I'm going to keep going. So Nate signs the, the end oh, of the... Oh, there is literally a bag with beans in it. There's a Ziploc bag with it's beans It's a bean bag. There's, there's four <laughs> beans in there. Very good. And he signs uh, Nate with a fountain pen, but he wrote... The rest of the, he, he clarified. There's literally arrows and says, fountain mm. pen, not fountain pen. Not I know fair. how much you like puns, Josh. So here's a free book. Enjoy and pass it on to a good home if you must. I think the home is here. Leia's going to keep it. I'm going to keep it. Thank you so much, Nate. <laughs> Thank you, Nathan. Really appreciate that. Thank you for what the a, early Christmas a, present. Yeah, what a fun surprise for Christmas. Thank yeah. you. All right. Okay, so we got another box here. Leia, you want to? Yes. Go ahead and, and if there's All a right. note, I'll read it since apparently very, it is our way now. I'm very excited. And this box is from... Other side. There you go. This is from Russ. It's from Russ. Our normal maple syrup supplier. <laughs> this is... It's, are Russ you saying has, Nate is Abby normal? <laughs> Russ always Abby's. sends us so much amazing maple syrup. We have syrup for days. Yes. <laughs> They, and thanks so much to Russ. And I and will it, say that the kids love so excited. Love it. They they you, saw the syrup. They were super super excited because we don't. I might slide some of these goodies into their stocking, except for the like, hot syrup. That's from, the hot syrup is for us. I that's do from like that. Mr. Russ. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the first one is from Butternut Mountain Farm in Vermont, Sugar Maple Company, sweet heat maple syrup infused with habanero peppers. Yeah, it's very good. 
Yeah, it's habanero, arbol powder, spices, pure maple syrup right up top. And we've had this before, right? This is... Yeah, you also made like cocktails out of it. Yes. Remember that? So delicious. It was very good. All right. Next is pure honey. Oh my gosh, I am so... It's Russ's honey. (gasps) Raw and unfiltered wildflower honey, Russ and Alex. Wonderful. That's amazing. Thank you, Russ, for sending that to us. It will... um, There's even a warning. Do not feed honey to infants under one year old. But I actually love honey that comes from different areas because honey tastes, you know, different based on what the bees are eating. Of course. Yeah. I mean, that's the best part about honey, I think. And also what they ate. Oh, I am. I am so. You know molasses honey? Have you had molasses honey? Is it delicious? It's super dark. Nice. It's strong. I am so touched that you're sharing. I I know that, you know, there's not a ton of honey uh, that beekeepers like especially hobbyist beekeepers Mm -hmm. have so thank you yeah thank you for sharing that with us uh my uncle is a hobbyist what do you apiary is the name for a beehive i thought an apiary was for birds oh that's an aviary Mm. yes it's a beekeeper is it we just say beekeeper yeah it's want to be all like science you know I want to be all cool. What is the scientific name for a beekeeper? So he has, uh, I was bugging. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I've got honey now and then. Do you want some? I was like, yeah, I need like 15 pounds. He was like, what? And he's no like, why do. do you need that so much honey? And I'm like, oh, I'll make meat out of it. He's like, oh, no. 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 Don't exploit my bees. <laughs> don't use my, don't use my bees to get drunk, Josh. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> It's always got to be about the booze with you. (laughs) Okay, so the next bottle in here is a Butternut Mountain Farm, the Vermont Maple Syrup uh, Company's Sweet Bourbon Maple Syrup. Ooh. It's bourbon barrel aged, and I am going to insist that you try this. I'm going to insist the kids eat it. Contains less than 2% alcohol by volume. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. I'm opening. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, the, we're not going to have the kids eat this. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Okay, now I want to try it. <laughs> that is really good. Okay. Oh. That's really good. Okay, hide that from the kids. Yeah, sir, and it comes in a flask, so you can just drink it on the go. <laughs> that's a, a flask bottle. That's a drinking syrup. It's a, yeah. that's a drinking syrup. <laughs> And it even it's comes like in a flask bottle. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. And then maple granulated sugar, which is super fantastic. I've used that in a lot of things. Especially your ribs. This is I used that on yeah. the, on a rib rub when I was going yeah, it was really a little good. light on this and then I used uh, made a glaze that mm-hmm. included that in it too. Mm. Nice. Very nice. Like you can basically swap out brown sugar for maple sugar. Mm-hmm. It works really well. It doesn't give you that. Um, there's like a, a an earthy note that is in brown sugar. Mm-hmm. The maple syrup kind of has it, but it's that maple flavor, right? It's yes. ba- you know, it's maple. It's, oh, it's so it's good. It's so good. Yeah. If you haven't made ribs with maple sugar, highly recommend. Does is Vermont famous for uh, for barbecue? Vermont. I don't. Know about <laughs> Vermont that. barbecue. Yeah, we, we barbecue maple trees. Yeah. <laughs> and then put maple syrup on it. 
Vermont Maple Barbecue, barbecue you can't get down south. And Vermonters use real Vermont fruit wood. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's sounds and I bet smells amazing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Russ. It's always such a joy to try all of the different maple syrups coming out of Vermont. Yeah. So thanks, Russ and Nate. We really do appreciate it. Thank you both so much. This is, you made the whole family's day. The kids We're normally all don't, getting diabetes. The, <laughs> the kids normally don't care that much about what's in our boxes. What are we getting for Christmas? Diabetes. Yay! <laughs> I've been trying to do that on my own. <laughs> That's Edison. <laughs> yeah. That was literally Edison. All right. Leia, would you like to take a test? It's time. I suppose if you, you insist. You can't trick me. Mm-hmm. I can't, can't I? <laughs> <laughs> About taking the test. All right. I am on question 27 of 35. Oh, we're coming near the end here. Mm. I think we know how this is going to turn out, though. <laughs> how do it go? It, it's not good. <laughs> There's just so many more equations you that get, you, you have also to get hit remember. with esoteric terms. Like yeah. circuitry you don't know of. Like things right. that are mentioned that you, you don't have a concept for this hardware. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I'm, I'm not a general yet. Yeah. No. <laughs> Chief petty officer, maybe. <laughs> a skipper or a skippy <laughs> it's a jungle cruise joke sorry everybody yeah. <laughs> the question reads oddly enough did we mention good movie the jungle cruise uh, okay movie okay so my friend did watch uh, matrix resurrections which you wanted to watch with the boys i i just wanted to watch it and if they were in the room fine. right and i said no you will ruin the Matrix movies it's for them. It's not Star you Wars. You have to start from the beginning. No, no. it's not Star You're Wars. You're so wrong. Because the, so the Matrix 1 is fantastic. Matrix 2 and 3, not that great. Matrix Resurrections is par- apparently all fan service. So if you like the Matrix movies. Oh, it's, it's like super esoteric references. It's an, it's an ode to you. But it oh. is also... A terrible movie. Is it? <laughs> <That's> oh no, <laughs> Keanu, no. <laughs> it's got none of the old magic, <laughs> but it pulls, <laughs> it pulls memories of the old magic. <laughs> oh, it's it's, it's a it's nostalgia derivative. movie, is what yes. you're saying? No, I hate nostalgia yeah. movies. <laughs> That's what I was told. Maybe you watch it and you love it. Maybe I've managed your expectations. Although I was tricked by Ready Player One. Not the movie, the book. Mm. The book was hit you right in the feels. And then you and watch then it's just the movie? Like, I feel like I was manipulated. Wow. That, uh... I too played Joust. <laughs> All right. So the question reads, what is the approximate length for a half-wave dipole antenna cut for 14.25 megahertz? Yes. A, 33 feet, B, 16 feet, C, 8 feet, D, 24 feet. You should be able to, what was A again? Um, A was 33 feet. You should be able to, well, maybe back yourself into this a little bit. I'm going to go with C, 8 feet. That's wrong. It's 33 feet. I don't even know how I would have backed my way. Was I supposed to double it? Yeah, so a quarter wave dipole Mm -hmm. has two quarter wave elements. So the right. full antenna is a half-wave antenna. 
Mm-hmm. When you when you take the two lengths of wire together, that's a half wave. Right. How do I translate megahertz into feet? What was the equation for that? The I have no idea. One two three divided by the frequency in question. I don't remember. That might be a good thing to learn, though. Some if you can't figure it out, someone will tell me. I'm not going to remember that stuff. Like, I don't remember it's that true. off the top of my head. The next question reads, what is the maximum PEP or PEP output allowed for the spread spectrum transmissions? A, 10 watts, B, 100 milliwatts, C, 1500 watts, or D, 100 watts? I'm going to go with 1500 watts. No, it's 10 watts. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That could be deadly. <laughs> so it's it's not one one two three. I think is from metric. It's four sixty eight over the frequency. You take the number four sixty eight divide by the frequency. That gives you the length in feet. Okay, let's test it. All right. Well, you keep going. What is a characteristic of HF scatter? A, scatter propagation occurs only at night. Yeah. B, phone signals have high intelligibility. C, there are very large sudden swings in signal strength. Or D, signals have fluttering sounds. I'm going to go with C, there are very large and sudden swings in... Nope. <laughs> D, signals have a fluttering sound. You got like all the ones last week right. <laughs> what is this week? We got to even it out. <laughs> So when you take 468 and divide it by the frequency you want the antenna to be resonant on, mm. that's going to give you the length that for a half wave antenna. Okay. But if you're building a dipole, then you're going to take that and cut that in half. I see. And then you make two legs that are that length and that equals the half wave size. I'm going to have to see a diagram, I think. Is there one? Yeah, tons. Great. The next question reads, <laughs> I can of, just build you one. You want to, yeah. <laughs> I can show you it works. Which of the following describes the construction as, of a MOSFET? This is the cousin of Boba Fett. MOSFET. The cousin of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is the one that lives in, in the ionosphere. <laughs> Moss? Yeah, MOSFET instead yeah. of Boba Fett, which he lives in space, you know? Boba Fett lives in uh, in Chinatown. What? Because Boba. Oh, man. You didn't catch that? Bad. Okay. <laughs> A, the source is... You went right to righteous indignation instead of <laughs> catching the joke. I'm so upset. 80 miles an hour passing the it's joke. It's just that Boba's from Taiwan. I know. I don't know. What do you call Taiwan town? That's not a thing, is it? They're not saying that. Is it T-Town? No. <laughs> Why did the Koreans get away with it? Little Taipei, man. Little Taipei. <laughs> get with it. It's, it's weird there. There's just people that are stacking tiles and then taking tiles down for their building. What? Taipei. Oh, my God. Why must you do this? <laughs> Which is horrible because sometimes if you want to find an actual good Mahjong game, like real Mahjong, like four-player Mahjong, mm -hmm. if you search Mahjong, you will get Taipei. Right. Which is tile matching. Right. That is 
That not is not mahjong, mahjong in any way. So there's actually that is not that. not how Rachel Chu shows her future stepmother that she is superior in all ways. By matching tiles. No, no. that's not what happens. Yeah, what a she bummer. She does it with mahjong. Jumbo. <laughs> you didn't watch Crazy Rich Asians no. either. So sad. No. I'm well, also right. not good in mahjong. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah, not, have not, I, I have not picked that game up. A, the source is formed by depositing metal on silicon. Silicone? Silicon? I B, like silicon. The source is separated from the drain by a thin insulating layer. Are you talking about? A MOSFET. Okay. Yeah. C, the gate is separated from the channel with a thin insulating layer. I'm so confused right so now. That, that's an, an electronic component. So it has three legs, and these are the legs that are being described. D, the gate is formed by a back-biased junction. D, the gate is formed by... The gate is separated from the channel with a thin insulating layer. What is a MOSFET? <laughs> they're, they're often involved uh, for power. When, when you have... I thought you were going to say they're often involved in the intergalactic war. <laughs> <laughs> the war against the empire also <laughs> they make really good bounty hunters <laughs> now they're usually involved in in the power side of whatever radio you're running or okay. um your, right. your pa uh -huh. so anyway so like what side of the war are they on <laughs> both sides technically wow okay because they start out on the side of the of the dc and then they end up on the side of the rf Oh, so it's the gate is separated from the channel with a thin insulating layer. Mm -hmm. Very thin. This is very tenuous. This this layer. This is um, this is all meaningless words to me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it even says construction in the thing, and I am immediately thinking about like building components. <laughs> no, because I, I could show you one. It's it's literally like two little pieces of ceramic or silicon sandwiched together with a metal plate usually in the middle at least the ones that you generally mess around with um and they're talking about what's inside what does it do <laughs> <laughs> it, it's generally for regulating power is is what we generally use them for but why so when you have a power source and you want to <laughs> mosfet it <laughs> I don't know what's happening. You're not explaining it in a way that I can understand. I'm not an electrical engineer. I'm a software engineer. Somebody help me. Somebody You're my help. only hope. That's why you only got one or two of these questions on the test. Later. All right. The next question reads, how can a ground loop be avoided? I mean, you just walk around it. I'm assuming I'm just like, there's a the ground loop. I'm going to go the other way. That's a connect the ac neutral conductor to the ground wire b avoid using lock washers and star washers when making ground connections c connect all ground conductors to a single point d connect all ground conductors in series i'm gonna go with d connect all ground oh. no connect all ground conductors to a single point so in series would be I creating ground test. loops <laughs> In, in series would be creating ground loops. A ground loop is where you're um, 
So all the different devices that you may run have a different ground potential that they're either in, in operation or whatnot. So if you, if you bring them all to a central point and then bring them back to your service ground or you have a ground rod, mm -hmm. you're not creating a long chain of ground trying to get back to a single point and then out. Okay. You want them all to like equally, not equally, but have their own path out. So that okay. their ground potential is the same across the right. devices. So you want to know where the single point is so that you can walk the other way. <laughs> <That's> well, <laughs> mine is a, a, bra a copper bar that's okay. next to my shack. <laughs> all right. That all the ground wires mount to, and then they go to the uh, AC service ground. All right. To our panel. This has been a super fun week. For her testing, yeah, not good. Yeah. Merry Christmas, yeah, Merry, Merry it's okay. You know, Nate and Russ really soften the blow. Yeah, just gonna get drunk on syrup. <laughs> that bourbon syrup hits hard. <laughs> That's it for me. Well, good job, Leia. As always, you're a trooper. <laughs> you, you did a stormtrooper. You did. Yeah, you miss a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I see what you did there. I acknowledge when someone sets me up for a spike. Thank you very much. You're so welcome. Thank you. Nice set. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the fact that I have been sleeping on ICOM handhelds. Ooh. Yeah. Like you just made a bed of them? Right. <laughs> so if you don't know what the cool kids are saying these days, if you've been sleeping on something, it means that you haven't appreciated it you don't know its prominence or why it's important okay so icom radios i think you'll find this interesting leah so here is the id 52 this is the brand new icom radio it just i just got this and the battery's dead <laughs> you could not have planned this better zero well, here you can hold life. it and i'll and i'll talk about i'll talk about what's going Ooh, on look at that screen it's so big so it's got a big color screen it has a uh a spectrum analyzer with a water waterfall on the radio on the screen which is all good stuff but i started to th get myself in the right headspace because i come from a world where one must program their radios one must go in and figure out what repeaters they want to talk to program them to the discrete memory channels either via a cable or in this now future time we live in, have it loaded to a compact, I always say compact flash, micro SD card, and shove it into the radio. Now, the ICOM radios have been doing this for a while, and so this is not new with the ID52. There is a website, Leia, that you can go to, right? Mm -hmm. You can download a whole region of repeaters. Oh. Digital repeaters and analog repeaters. Man. And then that radio is GPS enabled. Okay. So it knows where you are at. And you click a couple buttons and it will show you the closest repeater to you. Really? Yes. That's so smart. And it works for both D-Star, which is the digital mode, and also analog. So FM standard repeaters. Without having to program it? You don't have... You, you literally load it onto the little card... Off of the website, it's a it's a CSV file. You copy it over to the card. It's a CSV file. The repeaters and their location, where they are, lat long, all that stuff. You copy it over to the card. You shove it into the radio, and then on the radio, you go find near repeater. 
boom. Wow. Yeah. Are these metals, are these knobs metal? No. They're very sturdy. It's, it's a sturdy knob. And, uh, <coughs> and for really, all our UK listeners. And really grippy. It, uh, it's a grippy knob. <laughs> yes. And it's like very, it, it's very tall. It's like a tall it's, it's knob. It's a double decker knob. Would you say it's long? <laughs> it's a, it's a double decker knob though. The, like the it's top wider knob. at the bottom and skinnier at the top. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is great pod. <laughs> so the, the bottom collar is the volume and the upper collar is the channel and selection knob. Yeah. But now here's, so I bought this radio um, and I bought a couple other ones. They are gifts giving them away so stop asking if i'm doing a giveaway for those radios (laughs) i got so many messages because i posted a picture of three of them and everybody's like you're giving these away right are these giveaways (laughs) when's the giveaway i want to get one josh i mean you do understand where they're coming from no i totally get it like you're bad quite honestly just (laughs) i totally understand i totally understand um but no they're they're already called for um anyway so you can also just hit scan. Okay. And the scan button will go through all the repeaters that it thinks you're local to, just listening to local repeaters. So okay. you don't have to be knowledgeable about the area you're going into. You can almost use it like a travel radio. Oh. Because you can load you can load different files in. You can load as as large a CSV file as you have memory slots on the radio. Huh. And it'll just sort it out for you. You're like, I'm only local, so I don't need to know about the repeater that's 100 miles away. It's pretty close to just plug show- and play. Well, no, because remember the thing you were talking about? What was the what was the whole talking point we had on, you know, why doesn't the radio just like point yeah. me at the thing to yes, talk to? Yes, exactly. That's what it's doing. That's what I'm saying. It's pretty it's pretty turnkey. Uh yeah, pretty much. And and so the the thing that now, D-Star does take some getting used to from a digital mode. Why? It has its because, what does that um, mean, take some getting used to? So you have to, you have to register your call sign in D-Star. Okay. Just like you do with DMR. But once you do that, um, you're good. You can then use your call sign on the radio and, and you can talk locally on the, on the repeaters. But how the repeaters work with D-Star, and it's kind of a, um, it, it's just different, right? Yesu System Fusion, DMR, they have similar tropes you have to walk through. But with D-Star... We, they use reflectors a lot. Like we have a reflector for the HRCC. Mm-hmm. So that reflector, you have to like tight. So if I'm talking on the local repeater that's down the street here in Cyprus, I will quote unquote join or I'll just be listening to it. And I can link that repeater via the internet to Ethan's basically his D-Star reflector that he has wow. over the internet. To do that, though, you kind of have to learn the process to do it, which is a bit outside what I think um, a lot of people normally do. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a different way of doing things. You still have to do that if you wanted to do, again, DMR, Yesu, whatnot. It's just a different battery of arms to learn. Okay. All right. More skills. Yeah, more skills. It, it's, you know, you if you have a 705, you've probably figured this out in the last two years you've owned it because... Uh, D stars on the radio. So so far, I'm I'm really liking it. I'm digging it. It's it's. I wish I knew what the screen looked like on. I know. I'm I'm actually gonna go grab a battery really fast. Hold on, I'll be right back. 
All right, so I ran to the shack to grab a battery off the 705. So the 705 batteries are the same as this radio's battery. Really? All the ICOM handheld batteries are the same. So Yesu does this too. So I'm not like... Wait, the 705 is not a handheld? It uses handheld batteries though. The, this is actually the bigger battery. Okay, are you ready? Okay. This like doubled in, in depth. Oh, I, I put the extended battery on there. I, that was this, the closest one to me. The battery is as wide as the radio. <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> okay. So the screen up top, it has the battery meter. Mm-hmm. And then it has what looks like a satellite, an SD That's the card, GPS. and the time. Okay. And then it's there's an A, two from, a DV plus a GPS arrow thing. So I have it in digital mode right now. But the bottom half of the screen is the real-time band scope. Wow. So it's literally showing you outside the so frequency can, you're listening on. How do I how do I scroll over to the action? Oh, I No, this that's is the, the volume. volume. Ooh, that is really easy to use. This is like having an like a 7300 in your pocket. It's kind of like that. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, it's it's not the same type of waterfall, but I can see where you're going with that. Okay, so I'm going, and this is, is this going through presets? Here, look, let me, yeah, it's going through the, those are the local repeaters. So here, well, those are. Well, this says Benton, Chattanooga. No, that's, that's. Cleveland, Jackson, Now Knoxville? it's going alphabetical. Oh. <laughs> it's going alphabetical. I'm like, are these, <laughs> that's not local, man. <laughs> All right, we'll do the FM repeaters. Okay, here you go. This is a little bit more colorful display now. Can I can I just try to use it? Yeah, if you scroll around, if you see so if you see like red, that's probably a station talking. Okay, so La Cañada, La Mesa, La Mirada, Laguna Beach, Lake Forest, Lake Hughes and Burbank, Lake Isabella, Lancaster, Lamore, Little Rock, Loma Linda. That's like all the way in the IE. So it's got... It's Lompoc. That's pretty far. I, I opened it up really wide so that we can be at my dad's and stuff. Wait, so I'm confused. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going alphabetically. Yeah, because it's no longer... You're scrolling mm-hmm. based off of just scrolling through alphabetically based off of La Mirada. La Mirada is the closest repeater to us. Oh, so, so it let me show you. It. Do I hit a button? And- yeah, let me show okay. you. So if, if you go to the from... Right. Okay. From if you click the little blue jewel, okay. and you go to near repeater. Okay. And you go near repeater FM. FM is analog, non-digital. Okay. And you go there, and now it's going to show you all the local repeaters in the area. La Mirada, Bellflower. But how do I see this on the? Um... Well, then use the D-pad to scroll down to one of them. Like we can hit most of them from here, okay. probably from where we're at right now. I'm going to go Long Beach. Okay. Know, click the jewel, the blue jewel in the middle. Okay. It's not really blue. It's like gray and backlit. I don't know why you're calling it a blue. Let jewel. me see. That's blue. No, it's not. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow, it's pretty. Okay. So I'm in Long Beach. And then how do I move up and down? Because all I'm seeing is blue in varying colors. Well, like so that's that's the local, that's just what we're picking up RF-wise around the house right now. Like, nobody's talking right now. Okay. All right. 
So, so how, what, what did I need to hit to get to the list of repeaters? Uh, click the blue button again. Gray okay. button, whatever you want to call it. Okay, near repeater. Got it. FM. FM. And it's searching and it's saying La Mirada. Right. So if you were to, hypothetically, you could key up right now, give your call sign to, and say radio check. But this is an HF radio. No, it's HD. It's VHF, UHF. Really? Mm-hmm. And is, okay. So I hit the... PTT on the side. Hold it down. Okay. So you just keyed the repeater. So you can give your call sign and say radio check or something. I'm, I'm just going to say... Otherwise, you're just KN6. a chunker. Oh, <laughs> KN6NWZ. Yeah. Radio, radio check. check. Yeah. KN6NWZ, radio check. So it's it's late. So if there's not someone monitoring, it's okay. So that red is me talking. Yeah. Interesting. Red this is way easier to use than a Baofeng. Yes. How much is it? $600. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so many Baofengs. <laughs> so, yes, it is, it is expensive, but it takes a lot of the guesswork out of it. And I think that's kind of... This is pretty close to, like, having all of the features that I was like, oh, the radios are so frustrating to use. Why can't I just... I'll just download a CSV file, load it on the card, and then import it. That's that's kind of what it is, right? And so that's why, like, I think I I was kind of upside down on the whole thing because I kept trying to... I kept trying to control the radio as though I was controlling every other radio I've ever touched. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to program the frequencies in by hand and put the PL tone and all that. I mean, it's all there. It's it's under this website. It's called D-Star Info. And that includes the analog repeaters. And you just use that. That's all you do. It's pretty straightforward. This is fantastic. I I actually really want to use this. Wow. Can I have it? Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> i gotta do a review but i guess you can. can i win this giveaway <laughs> there's no giveaway <laughs> there's no giveaway but no yeah i i'm i'm calling out where i was not looking at it with the right set of eyes i guess that i i was looking at kind of like being used to the yesu radios where you kind of program it yourself and having some features in that radio that i really like like aprs like, this radio doesn't have APRS. It, it makes me just want to look at it and see, like, what's up. Well, I actually have a loop antenna that goes on the top of it, and it's highly directional. And so you can go around the house, and you can use that screen to point at where the RF is coming from, the RFI. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So many features. So, you know, like, the so the APRS is the not having the APRS. That's my favorite feature in a, in a handheld. But it does have DAPRS or DPRS, which is like the D-star equivalent of APRS. It's not the same, but it does spit out your packets eventually onto APRS using the D-star repeaters that pick you up. But it will send images between radios. What? So they have phone apps that tether to it. So you can take a picture of something, load it to the radio. Do it right now. (laughs) There's already pictures on there of like me and the kids. and How? um, How do I get there? Let me see. Menu. Uh, picture. Yeah. Okay, I see HRCC. I don't see anything else. I put the one on there with the kids. Mm-mm. Let me see. 
So you can use this to anyone that's on um, like D-Star with you. You can just send images to people on the 705 too. So that's like amazing. you can transfer images between and the 705 will use the phone app too. The phone app will allow you to run like a D-Star node mm -hmm. as well as send images to the radio. I'm going to go back now. Hold on. I'm holding. Yeah, keep holding. Yeah. I I really like that radio. That is probably, I feel like it's such an advancement from the Baofeng. <laughs> like, yes. Like, what? I think that goes without saying. <laughs> I mean, it is a lot of Baofengs. <laughs> how did I do that? Now I have to look up how I did it. But That, that costs more than a Dyson. <laughs> so i have the hrcc logo listed as the transmit image um but you can have let's see no, you can have multiple images though set i believe now this is not the time to figure this out that's true i'll have to make a Such video good on pod it. but it will also record your qso's so it, you can turn on the audio recording and so it will just record what it hears and when you transmit so it has all the features the only thing that like put it outside of my purview was it didn't have APRS. And I was like, okay, well, fine. But then I started looking into, you know, how D-Star works and just loading the repeater lists into your, into the radio via the, that's weather radio. So yes, it does weather radio too. It is, uh, is it a NOAA radio? Gotta get it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeet it yeet it into the oh you can't yeet it into the rain because it's ip7 rated what does that mean submersible wow go out and operate in the rain i might do that it's raining in southern california right now it is we got a flood warning so. i'm freaked out <laughs> floods I scare me more than earthquakes i can't even drive <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Ooh. oh it has fm radio too <laughs> maybe don't play that right now on the podcast so you know you, uh, it, maybe play uh, it louder yeah uh, yeah yeah yes <laughs> so i have to say as far as any radio i've ever put in front of leia she has showed no interest she's actually really interested in this thing you can hear a little chirp noises in the background she's tooling around with it right now I think I just had my I think I just had my head on a, a different view of like what you can screen capture. <laughs> oh yeah, I added I, I turned that feature on. So if you click the power button real quick, it'll, yes. it'll copy the screen. So I think I just had my brain wrong on how to approach this radio because I had multiple people talk to me about ICOM radios like, oh, you know, they don't have a keypad. And if you don't have a keypad, how are you gonna input frequencies? So it's like, well, you don't. You you just load them you can you can use the dial to do it if you were if you were in a pinch but most of the time we're preloading everything and that card in there you can load all the repeaters you want so it's 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 very intuitive from my point of view i feel i think it, I, I think it's going to be good um i will see though i don't know it's kind of the, this is like the first one one of the one of the first ones in the united states so there you go all right yeah exciting what do you think i like it yeah i'm, I'm pretty surprised it's like the first radio you actually <laughs> showed now. any interest in it's mine now okay thanks <laughs> i gotta do a review but 
I'll do the review. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. Could you? You know what? This is the best. This is amazing. No. So many things. I am getting the best Christmas gift. Can you review some radios? Can I offload some of my pile of radios? Look at this radio. It's really good. I like it. It goes clickety clack and beepity boop in all the right ways. Look at the screen. Isn't it neat? What did you think? My collection's complete. <laughs> no, it's never complete. <laughs> I, I do like it, though. I've had a lot of fun with it, mainly because, I guess, um, and I, I think everybody should keep this in mind, I have a lot of handheld radios and just radios in general, and generally when I sit down to review them, I'll load like a couple of my standard repeaters into it, but I never really like, I feel like I don't explore the space much anymore really you don't you don't explore the space no like the the rf space on two meters like i'll I'll load a couple repeaters in and i'll do my test that i do and all that stuff get audio checks i'll do a test on simplex and i'll do a digital test all that stuff and and that's fine for the people that are like what does it sound like how does it sound like to other people i want to hear what they think about the radio like all these things are very important back to the waterfall thingy let me see (laughs) oh so you go quick button, band scope. Okay. Continue sweep. Thank you. So the quick button is like the quick memory options, like the memory mm. options you want to pull up if you're just hanging out playing radio. But with the with when I went to and, and I by the way, thanks Ray Novak. Ray Novak was the one who's like, you're doing this all wrong. Just go to D Star Info and then download all the repeaters and load it in the radio and you're done. What are these colors on the end here? Oh, that's somebody talking. How do I get over there? Let me see. Oh, no, I lost it. Yeah, let me see. (laughs) Yeah, because I think you're in memory mode right now. So I have it in VFO mode right now. So VFO mode, you can scroll that top wheel and you'll go all over the band. Hold the aerial straight vertically up. I mean, it's really loud. We might be really far from that repeater. Well, get it closer to the microphone if you're going to. Oh, I think this is the trivia net. Oh, that's my favorite. Let's wrap up the podcast and play with the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so you see that, right? The 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 bright. Yeah. The, the intensity of the... Oh my gosh, that relieves one of the biggest frustrations of using a handy talkie. It to does. To be able to just go to where people are talking instead of having to scan through things. Or like if you... So there, there's been a number of applications that have existed that you can sit down and like plan a trip. Like the ARRL used to have a piece of software that you could plan a trip. Like I'm going from here to Cleveland, Ohio, because I'm... Or is it Cleveland for Skyline? Yes. It's Cleveland, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm going to Cleveland. We're, we're road tripping all the way to Skyline Town. You could plot different repeaters on the way. Wait, are you are you driving or flying to Hamcation? I'm flying. You got this nifty invitation. I did. 
Now you're just, this is great pod. This has all been great pod for the last whatever minutes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really like this don't, radio. I don't know that you, I don't know that okay. you read that. I don't know. Okay. Did you look at it before you? I did. Okay. So I was invited to something. So. At Hamcation. At Hamcation. I'm going Not to Hamcation. Not me. Not me. I wasn't invited, but that's fine. Whatever. Well, I don't, you know. Yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I asked you if you wanted to go. Did you though? Yeah, I did. I <laughs> you said, were like, I'm going to Hamcation. I, See I, you later. <laughs> you're making people think bad things about me. I'm I literally kidding. said, you did. You... let's bring you, the kids, and your mom. Yes. We'll all go to Orlando. Yeah. You won't see me, but <laughs> you all go to Disney World. Have a blast. So in essence, you invited me to Orlando, but not Hamcation. <laughs> no, I said, I want you to you go to Hamcation. You know, That's you why said... your mom's coming. But I, I, you know, the rest of the time, you can go hang out with the kids. I don't expect you to spend every day at Hamcation. But, all right, all right. But you're not going. You're not going to go. I'm not going. <laughs> but everybody else got a hamcation. I just wanted to be clear that that was a decision you made. I <laughs> did not persuade you to not go. You just want to go and be with your true love, ham radio. <laughs> I can be with my true love here. <laughs> with you. In the same house. It's really convenient for me. <laughs> And until now, I didn't realize you knew the situation we had. <laughs> I've been the mistress the whole time. <laughs> You're my side chick. <laughs> that is not true. Nobody at me about that last quote. That is not true at all. Anyway, uh, look forward to future videos on the ID52. I am planning on having Ray Novak on my stream on Sunday. So we're going to do a special stream with, with Ray. Uh, there's a lot of things that he mentioned when I was learning more about the 705 that just apply right over to the, um, to the ID52. And the more I thought about it, once I kind of got myself already in the 7300 land and then obviously the 705 land and the 7610 land, the interface is kind of the same if you think about it with the buttons and all that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I get it. It's it's all good. And then once I factored in the um, the SD card, I was like, oh no, this is this is like super simple. This is the way to go for some people. For some people that want a simple, no frills. For me, load it up. Yeah, for it's me, it's loaded. <laughs> it's good to go. And then I want it to tell me what I'm close to. Boom, mm -hmm, easy, mm -hmm. easy, super easy. Particularly if you travel. I'm a big fan. I think it's big a good fan. radio if you travel. Anyway, I'll talk more about that in the future. We really do appreciate everybody uh, sending the emails. Lay at hamtactical dot com. And uh, if you wanted, if you waited this long, and you want to support the podcast, consider becoming a patron. That helps to support the podcast, and you get a cool newsletter out of it at the least. So <laughs> go to the Patreon link that'll be in the show notes. And uh, yeah, just thank you. Have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. Spend Happy holidays, whatever applies to you. I appreciate Hanukkah's over to all the Jewish listeners. Appreciate you too. Maybe you celebrate Festivus. Festivus is tomorrow, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, so. make sure you wreck the pole, possibly put some RF into it. See if it's a good <laughs> antenna. All Daddy, hands. why is there an 18-foot pole in our neighbor's yard? <laughs> oh, they're celebrating Festivus. <laughs> it's the festival for the rest of us. <laughs> anyway. 
Thank you all for listening to the podcast. We have a lot of fun making it. And the fact you listen and send us feedback means a lot to us. 73. 73.